the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 56. I am, of course, your host, Jay, back at you, bringing you all the hits and misses when it comes to professional wrestling. And this is a huge hit because this is the big show, no pun intended, to Paul White out there in AEW, but had to throw it out there. This is the WrestleMania preview show. It is always a good one. It is always a good time. And I am not alone. I got two very special guests on the line with me. I have the two co-hosts of the flagship of this particular channel, the S&D Podcast. I got Steve and Dan. Fellas, what is up? Hello, much. What's going on? How's it going tonight? Thanks for having us. Let's uh, let's get the granddaddy of them all ready to go. Oh, you know, yeah. I was thinking, I think this is the first time we're doing a show where you're hosting. <laughs> I feel like you're usually on our show. <laughs> but it's yeah. good to be here. Definitely talk about, like Danny said, the grandest stage of them all. Yeah, I should become a co-host of this show, Jay. That's the <laughs> amount of times I'm on this show. Uh, <laughs> once again, thanks for having us on. Um, so we're, take it away, wherever, whatever way you want to go. Let's let's get it going. Yeah, man, for sure. So, like I said, for all the people who are listening, the gist of the show is definitely. We're strictly hitting WrestleMania. I know NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver is in the books both nights, but I will get into that when I do my review of the whole week. So I'll get into that next week. I'll probably record Monday before Raw. Well, we'll see about that. But um, either Monday or Tuesday, I'll get into the whole week and review everything that went down. Um, before we get into the wrestling, though, a big thing happened this morning. Unfortunately, uh, a cultural you know, superstar is been uh, taken away from us in the form of hip-hop icon DMX. Earl Simmons, who passed away this morning at 50 years old due to a heart attack through complications from an unfortunate drug overdose. Um, I I lived in Yonkers for eight years of my life from, the high, from high school all the way till I was about 20 years old. And if you listen to hip-hop back in the late 90s, early 2000s, there wasn't a hit out there probably besides Eminem, and the other one would probably be DMX. He came out with a bunch of stuff, a bunch of club bangers, a bunch of street bangers. <laughs> Everywhere you came across on the radio, you probably heard a DMX song here or there. So it's an unfortunate thing that happened. He's still too young, had a bunch of kids, 15 to be precise. Um, so it's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame that this happened so you know, I yeah. never met him personally, but I do know people in Yonkers who knew him personally. And I used to see those Rough Rider guys hanging around the neighborhood from time to time. And, uh, you know, it's a shame. So condolences to the Simmons family, to all his kids. Jesus Christ. Um, and, you know, rest in peace. I don't know if you guys were you guys big in the rap game back in the day like that. Why? Because we're white. Oh, um, you know, just 
You know, just asking. <laughs> uh, no. Danny went right to it. Uh, <laughs> There's no, no filters I, here. <laughs> no, um, no, I. I, I, li- I like DMX. The funniest thing about DMX is he would talk about uh, raping someone mm-hmm. one song, and like the next song, he would be talking about praying yes. to the Lord Jesus Christ. And like, yes. it was like, what? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, DMX always pumped me up before games, the workouts, and everything like that. So that's that's how I know DMX. Yeah. I'm. Um, Sure, more my knowing of DMX is more, uh, like pop culturey. Why finding out who DMX was mm-hmm. compared to UJ? But yeah, I, I did like a couple of songs that from DMX. I remember having one of the CDs, and I played that CD over and over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that yeah. It, it's rest- crazy. I was watching um Chris Rock's movie Down to Earth the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. And when uh when he's as when he turns into the the rich guy, DMX is just blasting throughout the house and he's singing. <laughs> yep. When they yeah. And he got punched in the face when they're getting the hot dog. Him and the girl, they're like, they're, and he's just singing it. And then like the next day, I found out that he was in the hospital. I was like, oh wow, that is nuts. But yeah, I used to listen to him too, uh, getting pumped up for sporting events and things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know that's always. You know, he's been on a lot of the soundtracks that we had in video games growing up. Oh, yeah. You know, Tyson, watching Tyson fight. So yes. So we got to talk about Tyson, you know, uh, coming out to the ring to DMX songs. He was the first guy to really be using music to come to the ring and uh, in boxing. And it was usually DMX or something similar to that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's rough. Uh, he doesn't take the cake, of course. You know, Antonio Cromartie does have, I think it's 17 kids, right? Wow. <laughs> something like that so they were definitely 15, fruitful and prospered huh jesus shout out to crow <laughs> allegedly but little do people know that it actually came out that in antonio cromartie's contract negotiations always included the child support <sighs> like the team that he played for had to send all the baby mamas child yep. support wow so at least he was honest about it. At least he was like, listen. I would have thought <laughs> someone like Will Chamberlain would have had like a million kids, right? Supposedly sleeping with 100,000 women, unless he was just that good with protecting himself. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, that rumor is always crazy. Oh, For sorry. Sure. Okay, so in November of 2020 came out. Kamari actually only ends up with 14 kids with eight different women. Wow. <laughs> you want all their names because they're all listed here too on Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, sheesh. it is a sad day. You know, people started making the announcements last night, but then they came out early morning that it wasn't, and then you know, halfway through the day today, it was just yeah, they just finally. <laughs> And I know there was a lot of people at the hospital outside, you know, doing vigils and playing his music and all that stuff. He was, was a, in White Plains. It was a big deal. Yeah. White, White Plains, New York. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was, you know, I mean, if you look at the past 10 years, I mean, you know, off the top of your head, even if you're not a hip hop fan, you know who DMX is, you know who Eminem is, you know, right. Jay-Z is. Those are like the names, you know, 50 Cent, you know, the guys like that. He was in that class in terms of, you know, even 
like as far as wrestling, if you want to correlate it to that, even non-wrestling fans know what know who Hulk Hogan is. Non-wrestling fans know right. who The Rock, obviously, he's the biggest star on the freaking planet. Or someone like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, even a casual fan knows people like that. I guess in terms of hip-hop, he's one of those guys that even if you're not a huge fan, you know the name. You know what I mean? You've seen him in movies, all this other stuff. So, you know, 50 years old is uh, way too young, but, um, you know. Everybody has their time. So so rest in peace to DMX. Condolences to his large family. Um, so, yeah, with that out the way, we are going to get into it. Now, for everyone listening, uh, I just got a message from from my boy Izzy who was going to jump on. He just told me that he'll let me know, you know, when he's ready, and he'll probably jump on a little bit later. So with that being said, let's get into. So we all know what that means. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania 37, Tampa Bay. I will be there live, which would be pretty. Which is going to be pretty cool. I can't believe. Like, when you think about it, we've been, we've technically right. This would be what the thirty-second one of my life. Yeah, because I was born in August, and they're usually around this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this like the 32nd we're all we've all basically been around for maybe like three or four of them we missed each of us in terms of Uh, live viewing yeah yeah of like since we're born right it's probably like three or four of them yeah because the first one was in 85 so you figure so that was a year before jay two years before me and three for steve yeah so yeah that's crazy to think about that like how big it's become and like we've literally watched it grow I mean, like would you count it if like our family watched it and we were there as babies? <laughs> I'm gonna say no because we would have a couple of championships in our, under our belt. Yeah, yeah. you know how many, yeah. many, you know, you would have had an AFC title before you were even in '85. <laughs> well, you figure, and I was confused because of the '86 match. You figure Hogan. You right. figure Hogan had the belt my whole baby life. You figure baby toddler into like a little boy. Hogan had the belt that whole damn time. <laughs> and then as we got old enough to actually know what we're viewing, we got like, you know, Bret Hart main eventing and led into Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin. And then the greatest time ever, the attitude era, and then kind of snuck into the PG the era. Era anymore as per Peacock's agreement. As, ugh, I, mm. <laughs> oh man. I, I knew once they sold that network to, to NBC, I was like, they're going to, they're going to just, take half of it out how am i supposed to show danny's kid ecw right yeah we we can we can pass that you can skip you can skip that one right (laughs) but i was just watching it on peacock stone cold was giving the finger and everything so it was okay it'll be subjective it'll for sure be subjective yeah you know, I'm sure yeah, so every cold. every Chris Benoit match will probably be not visible. Like on how on the network they blurred his name, but he he was still on there. But <laughs> they'll probably just erase him for sure from from the whole network, or you know anybody else they, they had problems it with. Sucks that they offered them a billion dollars because it was too perfect the network. Yeah, itself. Um, but on to bigger and better things with peacock let's see what their first pay-per-view does yeah did it, did it go smooth on uh, nxt i didn't get to watch it it actually did i mean the first night was on usa um but the second okay. night was strictly on peacock and 
I didn't get any lags. I didn't get it. It worked pretty well. I, I watched Fastlane on it. It didn't come out terribly. I thought yeah. it came out pretty well. What yeah. sucks for me is I have a Fire Stick. There's a way so to download that. I'll tell you. Because <laughs> I, I got one too, and it's not there, but it is at the same time. What do you mean? Like, yeah, uh, it, me it's there. You could download an AP. You could download an APK for it on there, oh, but it's yeah, not going to well, be in the yeah, App Store. I'll just watch it on my iPad and PS4. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I got Fire Sticks in every room of the house, and it's like I really don't want to stream it from my phone or or anything like that. So I I just downloaded it on there other way. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Right. So on to the meat and potatoes. WrestleMania 37. Saturday night and Sunday night. I'm used to saying on the WWE network, but now I have to say live on Peacock. So there we go. Can I, can I just state, like I have a major issue with the fact that they say for the first time ever, a two night event, they did it two nights last year. They did it last year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, which I, is weird. And it, was, and it was a smart idea. Like they should do this every year going forward. You like the, for you the like the two night thing? I do. Because after from going to 37, well, no, 35, right? The, the last one at MetLife. It was just like a long-ass day and night. Yeah. It was just like, it was just like, all right, like I, I'm not even inter- enjoying this anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? By the time with the... You, you hit that point where it's just like, all right, let's go. Right. Let's see, like, see, like we were talking off-air before, like I like how they're doing like the Battle Royal tonight. Yes. You know, the Andre Giant Battle Royal tonight on SmackDown. Like, who cares? Put some raw guys on SmackDown, grows up the audience, gives you something to do instead of just having Reigns and Edge and Bryan in the ring for two hours. Yeah. Right. Giving giving you something else. 100%. And, like, and like I've gone to two Manias, and, Jay, is this your second or third? This is, this is my second because – uh I tried to go to the one in Orlando when we first moved out here, and I couldn't make it. And then um, right, right. I was going to take the flight out to New York for the MetLife one, but right. couldn't do that either. And your daughter was like just Yeah, born. she was just was get being born. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I remember you know, that. So this is technically right. my second, which is going to be an interesting one because they're going to have us in pods. So that should be uh, interesting. But uh, we'll see how it goes visually. Um, When it comes to, like, I think the two-night thing is going to be more because of Peacock. They're thinking like, haha, if people want to, people have to pay for us. You know, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a two-night. Now, now, now Peacock is going to see better numbers because it's going to be on two nights instead of just one right. night. Yes. You know, how many people are getting that seven-day free trial just to watch WrestleMania and then canceling it? After? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? But at least they know now, at least they have them hooked in on two days. You know, now it gives you that opportunity of forgetting to cancel it. Uh, honestly, though, if you like the WWE and you have the chance to get the network into some sort of basis, you'll get it. You'll it, get the it, peacock. It, yeah, it, yeah, you'll you'll keep it because yeah. it's like how many times we've caught ourselves like, like at one point every every Saturday night I would text either Jay or a couple other friends that are heavy into wrestling, hit me with the pay per view or hit me with a match from a pay-per-view mm-hmm. and that's how i spent the rest of my saturday night yep. and and jay recommended uh, no it wasn't jay but i i did talk to jay after it it was the ecw oh, yes. takeover that one night stand from 2006 one night stand thank you from 2005 2006 one of the craziest crowds i've ever saw 
and just the craziest pay-per-view I ever saw. Yeah, just like, that, that Cena oh. Van Dam match at the end. <laughs> right. Right. And then, uh, yeah, just everything was absolutely absurd about that match. Even like Mick Foley was a heel in that. Yeah. Because he, and everybody's chanting, you sold out. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, at the garden a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Mick <laughs> being a heel. It's like, holy crap. Um, I sold out Madison yeah. Square Garden. <laughs> But yeah, like, like if, like if you have the WWE network, I hopefully, like I mentioned to Steve, I I didn't tell you Jay, but the one thing Peacock has to get and move over from the old network is the matches, the, like the match breakdowns, and like because you're not scrolling through the next five and like for example, they, last uh, Peacock of- you have to watch the full match. To get yeah, the they match. have a fast right. forward and rewind button, but it's like old school you don't know where you're gonna end up right right that's what that's what happened i just before the the show i i was actually checking out peacock and watching a couple matches that i'm probably going to talk about so that's what happened so i'm like all right this that's going to be the one thing peacock if you're listening you you have to get that from WWE network of the match breakdowns of x y and z because that 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 saves a lot of time and a lot more people will watch it because of that. I guarantee it. And also on top of that, like, I think right now what they're doing is just, like, gathering it, seeing right. what the subscription numbers are going to be. Plus, also, you got to realize, like I said, a lot of people are subscribing for WrestleMania because it's yes. WrestleMania. How many people are then going to cancel after WrestleMania? So that's kind of where they're probably just kind of, like, figuring it out right yeah. now. Yeah, very true. Because, I mean, it's not a bad deal for, for the you, – you can get it for $5 and you'll get some commercials. But if you pay what you were paying for the network already, you get both services. And, right. you know, it, it's it's owned by Universal, so they're going to have some good movies on there or, you know, good shows right. on there. It's going to come with two subscriptions in one. And when it goes one. up to $10, you're still getting both of them. Yes. For yes. the same thing you were paying for the network. Exactly. With no with no uh, commercials or, or ads or none of that stuff. So, I mean, I, right, right, right. It, it's a good deal. And you deal. can tell, though, like, I watched uh, the Beth Phoenix thing. You could tell exactly where they set the commercials for those who are not paying that full premium price. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you could tell exactly where they go. And I was watching, uh, what was the one that was on? What did they put on last week? Oh, uh, Edge versus Foley at Mania at 25. Oh, that was good. That An was untold good. story of them doing that. And, like, you could tell, like, right where the commercial comes in. I'm like, oh, look, you were supposed to show me something here. Yeah, yeah. You are supposed to tell me to pay more money to watch more stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got SmackDown playing in the background, and I'm just like, ugh. Uh, how whiny Daniel Bryan's character has been to finagle his way into the main event. <laughs> as long as he doesn't win the belt. It's and not we'll the... we'll go into that match later, I'm Yeah, fine. yeah, but yeah. Like, I'm just saying it right now. I'm fine with it. He's done it before, but I don't want to see the same ending as before. Yeah. Yeah. This is not the yes movement. This is the whiny movement. <laughs> this, is, this is the this is the thank you for your time, Daniel Bryant. We know you're going to be leaving us when your contract's over. Yes. And we know AEW doesn't have doctors that care about your health, so you're going to go there. <laughs> yeah. you well, can 66% of that match could break their necks in this uh, mm-hmm. this, uh right. Right, but and also on top of that, right? You go AW, you know, and you and there, and you and Kenny Omega right are gonna there. kill each other in a match where you know, you know, you're gonna do a bunch of flips or or a bunch of dives that you don't need to do. <laughs> right, Christian never got approved. You know, <laughs> we yeah, got everybody I mean, there who, who was not. 
can't get approved by WWE doctors. I mean, that was a weird signing. I didn't expect that. I mean, we, I, and I watched that AEW pay-per-view, and I was Royal just like, Rumble. whoa. Yeah, he just came on the Royal Rumble, and then a, a month and a half later, he's coming on AEW. I was like, hmm. I mean, I understand the big show. He ain't going to be wrestling. He's going to be commentating, but Christian's wrestling. Like, you know, I don't know. That's – I have a – I'll talk about Christian on the on another episode, but – um. Joe, Joe was on – Paul. well, sorry, Paul White. And like I said, he hasn't been <laughs> Paul White since the – Valentine's Day massacre when Michael Cole yelled, "That's Paul White." And everybody who watched was like, ever called him Paul White. "Who the hell's Paul White? That's right. the giant." I was like, <laughs> "That's the giant uh, from WCW." Jericho's podcast recently that he is looking forward. He is going to do some matches too. Like he's oh, going to be boy. involved. It's going to be similar to Sting, but he's more eager to get into the helping people grow. Yeah. Teaching them about character and getting behind the scenes commentary stuff. I mean, they made Sting look good because it was kind of a cinematic cinematic type match it wasn't an actual match in the ring so sting looked good but at the same time it wasn't a regular match so we couldn't see the flaws and they probably edited that thing to death um but big show it also wasn't yeah. for sting it was for darby yeah exactly exactly it was to hype up darby allen who's all of 110 pounds but you know i like darby i don't got nothing really against the guy but he's just tiny <laughs> real small especially fighting like brian cage it's the same concept as Sting when he first turned to the black and white paint. Yeah. In WCW, except he has a skateboard. Darby has a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember seeing Darby Allen in WWE Developmental when he was wrestling in Evolve and all that stuff. And he was right. building his name. And, you know, he deserves to be on a show. No doubt about it. The guy is good. But, I mean, you put him next to someone like Brian Cage, who's 300 pounds of muscle, and it's like, mm, this isn't fair. I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, he's just a small guy, and there's room for small guys in, in wrestling. I mean, Rey Mysterio is still around. You know, you got your Leo Rushes and a bunch of, you know, tiny guys like that. But, you know, they make up for it in athleticism. So, you know, there's room for them. <coughs> so... So Speaking yeah, so apparently past medical and sitting in a chair again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they already had one of the matches that was supposed to be on the Mania card. It was Fatal Four Way tag team title match. Ziggler and Rude defeated um the Street Profits, uh Otis and Chad Gable, and Rey Mysterio and Dominic. So Rude and Ziggler are still the tag team champions on SmackDown. Um, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that like they went through this whole story with Ziggler, uh, Mysterio's daughter and Murphy, and then they all loved that. Murphy for like two and a half minutes. And then like, now he's vanished. Like yep. instead of having Ray and Dominic, at least put like Murphy in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they're friends now. Let them fight together. Let them be instead a team. Yeah. And let, and let Ray, gunning the ring. let Ray manage them. I don't, need to, I don't Ray need to see to Ray in the son. ring. <laughs> but it's, we're enough seeing Ray with his son. Yeah, yeah. I, I could do without seeing Ray in the ring, you know, still. Yeah, he getting could be an attraction. Once in a while is... Let him get involved. Let him hit a couple 619s every once in a while, you know, to hype up a, 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 a rivalry. But other than that, you can kind of just. Yeah, I've seen enough. <laughs> I've been watching Rey Mysterio wrestle since 1994. I mean, I think I'm good. Right. I think... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so they're having two more WrestleMania matches tonight. They're having the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, 
And uh, you know what? No, that is it. Because they added the women's fatal four-way tag match on night one of the pay-per-view, which I don't, I don't know why they added it there. They could have had that tonight as well. I could have done without that. They but They want it to be... They want to have it so, like, then they're tired to fight the ta- the champs the next night. Yeah. Kind of like, because whoever wins that match will probably win the tag titles the next night. Well, so they want to make it seem like it's more dramatic to let. Yeah. Them win it. So, so that leads into well, let, let let's finish off the the match that's supposed to be the, all these jabrones that are going to be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Here's the list: you have Akira Tozawa, you have Angel Garza, Cedric Alexander, who just got kicked out of the Hurt Business, Drew Gulak, Elias. You have Eric from the Viking Raiders, but not the other one. Um, you have Grand Matalik, Humberto Carrillo, Jackson Riker, Jay Uso. So that that could be a winner right there. Kalisto, King Corbin, Lince Dorado, Mustafa Ali, Murphy, Mace, who was in retribution. Ugh. Ricochet, good Lord. God rest in peace, Ricochet. Shelton Benjamin, Slapjack, T Bar, Tucker, who hasn't been on TV in like nine months. And Shinsuke Nakamura. Who's winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? There's your winner right there. See, now, okay, we kind of talked NXT a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Where's Adam Cole? You know he's coming to the main roster this week. As much as I hate the fact that they killed the Undisputed Era, uh, I'm happy that Adam Cole, I agree, Adam Cole will probably show up on SmackDown maybe because, you know, all those smaller big star guys get started on SmackDown. So I could totally see Adam Cole showing up Friday night on SmackDown. Right. So why not have him there now win this match and get his hype up? Cause they always used to throw NXT guys in there too. He has to sell that street fight. He got carted out in a stretcher last night. So I'm pretty sure they're going to have him sell that. Because okay. him, him and Kyle so, O'Reilly beat the living crap out of each other last night. <laughs> they destroyed so each other. Since K wins that belt. Yeah, I agree. I, I either see uh, Uso or, or, or Nakamura winning that battle royal tonight. What do you think, Danny? I think it's going to be Uso. Just get it going a bit. and then They love start- taking the shit out of the Uso, so... Which one is it? It's Jimmy, right? Or no, Jay? this Which is this is this is Jay. Right. They love getting letting him get his ass kicked. And then, like Reigns being like, What the fuck, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the probability You're his brother comes out and screws him over? Oh, I'm we're, I have a theory on the brother. Yeah, what well, well, that's for that's for the triple threat match. Ah, okay. So yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm going Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm sad that he's even in that match, but you know, he's been eating shit sandwiches yeah, for the past two I, years. I was so just being different, of course, Shinsuke. <laughs> I mean, Jey Uso's a good pick. That was the first one I thought of when I saw the list. I was like, oh, there, there's the guy right there. But uh, then when it, Corbin doesn't, oh anything god, now nah, he already won one of those. He don't need another one. <laughs> Are they doing another King of the Ring this year? They haven't mentioned it, but um, they should. Yeah, because unless they're trying to keep this King Corbin character for the rest of his career, I, I I don't see it. But um, but yeah, I mean they usually do one after Mania, so so maybe maybe they'll have like a special because it's not a pay per view no more like it used to be. I remember when it used to be a pay per view and it was a one night tournament, but right. now it's just that oh, was a big deal. It was you would have like a couple qualifying matches on Raw, and then it would be like 
the best of, I think it was like either, sometimes it was four, sometimes it was like eight matches yes. you had. Yep. A couple championship matches. I'll never forget one year it was in New Jersey and Edge won. Yeah. Raw the next night at Madison Square Garden, and I made a, a oak tag sign that said King Edge on it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and usually the winner of... And I was like, oh, wow, other people thought of this. Yeah, and usually the winner of the King of the Ring would get a title shot at SummerSlam. They That's usually something to propel somebody, but it's just been, you know, just crappy booking, you know, for the past, like, eight years out of it. I mean, they haven't really done anything with those guys who have gotten the crown and all that stuff. They just made it their moniker, made it their character, but they've never got pushed up to, to main, main event. a little bit more. That's all about. Yeah, yeah. So, night one. I mean, I don't know if this is any in particular order, but this is the order I saw it online, so I'm just going by that. You have the girls. The The winner of this tag team girls match gets the shot at night two of WrestleMania against who's, Nia and Shayna. Who's in that match again? We have Naomi and Lana going up against Dana Brooke and, and, uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Then they're going against Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, and they're going against Natty and Tamina Snuka. Natty and Tamino are going to be the ones that win that match. Oh, after that crazy promo they had with Heyman last week, I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to win it, even though I'm rooting for my girl, Mandy Rose. Oh, but, she's, a, uh, she's, she's amazing. Because they give her a lot of crap, but <laughs> we also all know she's gone as soon as her contract's up, so it doesn't really matter. Anyway. She's another one, yeah. Yeah, she'll walk into AEW one day with Miro and his horrible right. gimmick that he has over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're counting the days at this point till Jeff Hardy shows up because I don't know if you noticed that Matt Hardy is a manager of the Hardy household. Uh-huh. On yes, big money, big money, big money Matt. Instagram, so. <laughs> big money Matt. <laughs> so it's only a matter of how many days until Jeff shows up there. Um, haven't seen him on TV in, in a month. Yeah, Jeff, right? Yeah, it's been a little bit. I'm saying he's not on this pay per view at all. He's probably injured. Probably tore his elbow with his arm again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that I just can't believe that Natty and Tamina are still things in this in this in this company. But I do I do <laughs> like what they've done with them recently. Put them yeah. together. The two veterans. To the, the tag team division and the women's side, which yeah. is fine, which is basically limiting what they could do with the title belt. Yeah. But but still like you know, uh, what's her name won the NXT women's title, so the girl who just lost that's probably going to come up now. Oh, yeah, uh, EO, EO Shirai. EO's going to come up now. You got Ripley fighting against Oscar. Uh, Oscar uh, this weekend. So it's like you have the matchups. Bailey's eventually going to start fighting again. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I, I meant to send it to you, Jay. Heyman had a quote about, Writing Becky Lynch back into the into the mix. No, I didn't see that, but uh, but Becky Lynch actually posted something a few hours ago of her in the gym, and she's in Tampa. So I mean, obviously she's gonna be there to you know because Seth is wrestling Cesaro, but well, it could be like it could be like something Royal else. Royal Rumble all over again. Yeah, it could be something else. So we'll see. Who knows? I mean, yeah, but some, I could also see a point where you want to split up uh, Baszler. And, and Nia, Nia. Jax. yeah. So that way you could put because again, Baszler's one of those ones you you when they brought her up, they were expecting her to be on the title run at yeah every day. Well, the thing is, the crazy thing that I didn't understand is they put Shayna Baszler against 
Becky Lynch last year at WrestleMania, and then the night after Becky announces that she's pregnant. Why the hell do you keep the belt no, on no, Becky? No, it wasn't the night after. Oh no, it was the night after, after Money in the Bank. Yeah, it remember was Money in the Bank? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I was like, I don't understand the logic behind. That. <laughs> Which also means that for a month she was pregnant. Yes, so she was definitely at WrestleMania. Pregnant, pregnant really? fighting Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Who's not the most experienced and a former MMA fighter? Yeah, yeah, not the smartest. The one who just bit the back of your neck while you're pregnant. Too. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an interesting build. They made Shayna Baszler like a vampire. I don't know what the hell that was about, but, <laughs> but you got to also realize Charlotte's not in this weekend. Also, well, there's a reason. Uh, well, there's a reason for that. She she's been having issues ever since uh, they let uh, El Idolo uh, walk away. Uh, ever since they fired Andrade. Yeah, and she had COVID. Yeah, so she's just been having all sorts of problems. <laughs> well, the COVID reason is the reason they pulled her from the card, they said. Yeah, and supposedly out, they thought she was pregnant, too. To make sure, because they knew she was going to miss two weeks, so building up, they needed something, and what better than finally there's your opportunity to bring Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah, I, and honestly, I'm glad, because, I mean, I, re- I don't have a problem with Charlotte, but damn, let's get something different. You know what I mean? Let's get some some fresh faces out there. So I'm I'm happy it's Rhea going up against Oscar and not Charlotte again because I was like, oh wow, we've had this already. <laughs> They've been recycling the same five girls for the past few years, and it's like, all right, let, let, let's 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 get something else. So that's what we got: Bianca in there against Sasha. We got Rhea. You know, like you said, Io Shirai might be coming up. So you know, we're getting some fresh female blood in there, and you know, slowly but surely, all the. The ones we've had forever are kind of. This is that time of the year. Monday and Friday next week is yes. those shows where people come up. Yeah, usually after Mania and usually after SummerSlam, some people come up as well. Um, those are like the two main shows where afterwards we get some debuts or returns. or Like after we saw SummerSlam in Danny's house that, that night, the next night on Raw, the Dudley Boys show up. You know, like, uh, like right. we just, we you never know what's going to happen after one of the major four pay-per-views. That WWE puts out. And the Royal Rumble's the main Bobby one. Lashley. Bobby Lashley came after WrestleMania, which I'm actually happy for the dude because they made him look like a joke ever since he came back. And he's always wanted to face Lesnar. He's always wanted some big matches, but they made him look like a joke. Are we going into that match? We could because that's technically going to open the show. <laughs> they announced it earlier today that Bianca and Sasha are going to main event nine, night one. And Lashley and Drew are gonna start the night, so we could we could talk about the first match of the night. Yeah, so WWE title, Lashley with MVP, um, defending against uh, against Drew McIntyre, and McIntyre actually has an opportunity to win uh, in, in front of people this time. Who who wins with who wins the belt? Uh, I am going to predict right now. If there is a moment that Brock Lesnar returns at all Ooh. this weekend, mm. that oh. is going to be it. Now, the problem is, is that you can't give him a, a manager unless well, he would have to be he goes after Drew and you start rebuilding that hurt business with Lesnar and Lashley. With Les- Can you imagine Oof. Lesnar and Lashley called the hurt business and Oof. let MVP do all the talking? Because let's face it, Lashley can't speak either. No, he can't. Right. No, he can't. La- Lashley and Le- Lesnar are not guys you want on the mic. MVP you need on the mic at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I think the knee injury was a blessing in the skies for WWE for for MVP. MVP. Yes. Yes. Cuz he was only supposed to wrestle one time after that Royal Rumble appearance and that was that match against Mysterio the night after. And he was supposed to be done. He was supposed to be maybe a producer or whatever the case. But 
some right. reason they wanted to bring him in for other things. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I remember the the uh, the twenty fourth at Royal Rumble, and he was like, "The only thing I care about is my son being in the crowd and watching me in the ring." Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's all he wanted. And it turned into more. But then again, Goldberg said the same thing that the <laughs> first time he came back like three years ago, and you know we see him six times a year now too. Yeah, I saw Goldberg's <laughs> Goldberg's contract. He is contracted to WWE till twenty twenty two and is guaranteed two matches a year. Yeah, he gets two major pay per view matches. Yes, a year too. Yes. So, so don't uh, be surprised if we see Goldberg at SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Or <laughs> at this point, you guys see him at both because you haven't seen him yet. Yeah, and he ain't but, wrestling tomorrow. He ain't wrestling this weekend. So, but yeah, in that match, in the I see some sort of opportunity where. It's not the WWE screwing over McIntyre. It's Lesnar. But Lesnar comes in and attacks him. Yeah, because technically, if you want to go by championship rules, there is no disqualifications usually in any of these championship matches. So even if Lesnar decides to pop out and just put the beat on McIntyre, like a ref bump or whatever the case, and then, you know, just just for revenge from last year. And also remember, you got a lot of room through the crowd. It's not like he has to bully his way through crowds so if he has yeah, to he could just walk right in <laughs> he could literally be sitting front row if they really wanted him to yeah yeah now the question is is, is does he for some, they say he's been in he lives in he lives in canada but he hasn't really had a chance to come out here since the covid started so i i don't i don't know what his eligibility well, is and nobody's seen him since yeah yeah Nobody's seen him since then. He hasn't made an appearance since on any show. But I just think that if there is an opportunity to bring him back, because if you think about it, both of those guys, Lesnar, uh, McIntyre and Lashley, deserve to win the belt in front of a live audience. Yeah. All right, I was in shock right. when Lashley won it a couple of weeks ago on Raw, and I was like, or uh, at the pay-per-view, and I was like, wait a minute, why'd they do it this way? Why not just, you know? Well, they didn't want Miz to have that title by Mania time. Well, that that I know, but still, like, you could have had Drew win that match. Yeah, and then have him defend it against Lashley at Mania. Have him defend it against Lashley at Mania. Could have won either way. So it's really like, do they want to keep the I Personally, I would say keep building the almighty right now because I'm sick of these one or two times, uh, one or two pay-per-view reigns and then they're over with yeah right well for one of those old school like six month storylines well i mean look at look i think the last huge um title reign was punk that was eight years ago (laughs) yeah he had the he had the title for what almost two years count lesnar uh, I mean, unless you count Lesnar, you know the guy who wins the belt and then vanishes, and then vanishes for a year. Like, even though, if, <laughs> even though the rule technically, if you want to go by kayfabe wrestling rules, if you can't defend the belt in thirty days, you got to get stripped. But let, let, you know what they're going to do to Lesnar. You know what I mean? Not, <laughs> not, when you're, not when you're paying him the kind of money you're paying him. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, Danny, who you who you leaning toward in, in Lashley versus Drew? I think it's going to be Lashley. Um, that like like Steve mentioned, like they have to get they have to get a storyline going over the champion, just continually winning. But then again, McIntyre, then again, McIntyre deserves. They both deserve a 
like a genuine crowd reaction either way. So that's not really the question at the end of the day. I I I don't know. <laughs> I I think I'm gonna go Lashley because like let let's get him let's get a storyline going him with MVP get that that whole all the juices flowing and just get let's let them be creative with that. Yeah. And McIntyre has been so red hot that it shouldn't matter if he loses this. You know what I mean? It won't so, hurt him. I don't think it will hurt him. Right. When you think about crowd wise too, you have a possibility that come SummerSlam, you may have a full building of crowd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By then the pop yes. you would get with a full building. And I think they're doing it outdoors also, if I remember, right? SummerSlam's outdoors now. Yeah, I think all these big four pay-per-views are going to be in stadiums. Um, let's see. SummerSlam. I know they usually they usually go to either Cali or New York for those SummerSlams. Eh? M- Mway Center in Orlando. Oh, I'm going to SummerSlam too. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. so it does kind of make sense. Well, you got to think about it this way too. They're probably thinking the way they're pro- the WWE thinking is travel wise, right? Yeah. What right. kind of restrictions are they going to have? All those type of things. So if they could keep everything going in Florida for a little while, that's fine, right? But again, take that it. could be a full arena. Yes. Yes. And 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 to flip around your your Brock Lesnar uh, scenario, similar to what Danny said, I would keep the belt on Lashley and just have him be that monster destroyer that he's that he was supposed to be when he first came back to WWE. I'll keep him that way and maybe have Lesnar return to 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 challenge Lashley to see who is really the 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 BMF in in other terms in in the WWE like like you know Lashley was an MMA fighter. Brock was the UFC heavyweight champion. Lashley's always wanted to fight him outside in a cage. Like, they've always wanted this. And if you want to sprinkle in Drew McIntyre in as a triple threat to keep that going because it's parallel to to, to the both storylines, I'll take a triple threat match between those three at SummerSlam. Hell yeah, have all those right. monsters beat each other down in the, in the middle of the ring. So if it were me, I, I would, like Danny said, I would keep the belt on Lashley and just... Have him meet Lesnar at, at SummerSlam. That, that, that's what I would do. Oh man, they're showing yeah. Logan Paul. Ugh. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what's what's the next match on the dock? We have uh, get to? steel cage match: Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. What do you guys think? Oh, I wonder who's gonna win that match. <laughs> Come on, this, see, this is the shit that pisses me off. There's no re- like I hate how they handle Brock uh, Braun. This guy should be in a title match with Lashley, yes. with uh, McIntyre. Like he said, he's getting embarrassed by Shane McMahon. Like this guy, <laughs> he, he lost all this weight. He's a freaking monster. Yes, this guy deserves a title shot for at least uh, like six months to like a year, year and a half, two years, whatever. He can handle it. You know what I mean? This is a guy that Shane of uh, the McMahon like would drool over 20 years ago oh yeah oh yeah like like it's like enough's enough already like they, they got the a same treatment as bray wyatt right yep guy he's getting the shaft just like bray perform. used to get yep it's and like enough it's like enough already it's like 
And this is the guy who killed Goldberg last year in two minutes to to get the belt, and then they right. immediately took it away. <laughs> right. You know, they immediately like, took it off. Must him. be not right in the back. In the back, like there's no reason for him. Like he has it. He has it. Like like remember when I was all over Roman. I know it's not the, like the biggest call, but I always liked Roman. And yeah. I'm like, he's going to be something. People are not going to like him, but like when people start finally clicking, like he earned it, people are going to like him, love him. You know what I mean? And like, it's the same with Braun, just like, just let it happen already, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, what's the probability he actually loses to Shane McMahon? <laughs> It's probably it's probably high because it's Shane. Yeah. Shane's gonna do something crazy, which is cool. If it's his body, oh. not mine, you know. What, so, what's the probability he gets thrown off the cage and that's how he loses? <laughs> like, yo, I mean, yo, no, that's how he wins through, like Paul White did when he came from. Uh, yeah, when he came into Austin, through he just throws right. him into the cage and he falls out and he wins the match. <laughs> right. Oh, man. But, yeah, this is a throwaway. This is something, you know, yeah, that I agree. I agree Braun Strowman should be main eventing. He should be at the top. And like you said, for years and years and years, go down the list. You know, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, I mean, uh, Taker, Kane, uh, Giant Gonzalez, right. Greg Khali, who is not a Hall of Famer, by God, but he's in there. Um, you know, all these monsters that they had in WWE, tall, giant freaks of nature type. They that's who Vince loves. That's what Vin that's what the McMahon family has loved for years and years and years. And you have this dude who is six foot eight, almost four hundred pounds of lean muscle, who's athletic and could kind of talk. He can kind of talk. He could cut a promo. He sounds sounds like this, but you know, whatever. He's a country boy, of course. You know what I mean? He's a, but, he's a monster. <laughs> yeah, he's a beast. You know, that's the guy who should be, you know, up up on top, but you know. I guess they think Shane is a big match. It's a big deal. He's in there with a McMahon, you know. So, nah. might as well put you might as well put Hunter out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I would rather see Braun versus Triple H. Absolutely. At least, at least you get a good entrance out of Hunter. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The guy loses every year at WrestleMania anyway. So what's the difference? Yep. And now you're gonna get Shane, who's gonna be doing his little shuffle and shimmy coming out there. You know, yeah, I don't know. Shane's in great shape too. He, he I, I saw him the other day. You know, he's he he's he got like a six oh, pack. Definitely. going. it's not it's not nothing against Shane. It's just it's just it's, it's a weird same match. Bullshit, yes, you yes. Know? Yeah, he probably was like, "Yo, Dad, I want to go out there for Mania." Okay, let's see. It wouldn't surprise me at all <laughs> if when he agreed to come back to the company. That was part of the agreement that yeah. he gets a mania match. He gets He's a mania had a mania match. match every year since. Right. For last year. Yeah. You figure what, when he first came back, he had the taker match in the hell in the cell. Um, right. Then he had, then he had styles, Kevin Owens. I know he had Owens one of those years. Uh, he AJ, had, the Owens year was in new Orleans. He tagged with uh, Daniel Bryan in that. Yes. Match. Against Sammy and right. Kevin. Yeah. Right. Right. And then he had the match against the Miz at MetLife two years ago. Yes, I don't even remember that match. That's how lackluster that match was. Yeah, that was the one where they. Well, Shane was like Shane was the anywhere. Shane was the heel right. in that match. Oh, that's right. Shane was what? the heel, and Miz I think took him off the stage or some crap like that. Like they yeah, jumped off the like stage. That, yeah. 
It was like one of those camera lifts. Yeah. In the of the right. Uh-huh. right. 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 Yep. This is like there's the remember I was mentioning before. This was the starting of the end of me not giving a shit <laughs> of what happened the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's a throwaway match for me. I'm gonna just say Braun just for the hell of it, but uh. I won't be surprised with some bullshit that Shane gets gets a win in that match. Um, right. If, if we are going to make a list, we're on our way of making a huge list of wrestlers that can't wait to go to AEW. Braun goes on that list. <laughs> oh, he's number one on that list. The next, the first AEW, he'll win the title because like, they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. He'll, he'll, but, he'll but win we it have from... to find out before now. Remember, we're not, they're not allowed. To oh yeah, they're not, al- they're not allowed to surprise anyone. So they have to make the announcement that uh, Big Country, because they can't call him Braun Strowman, Big Country well, so-and-so is coming to AEW, and he's going to win the belt from Christian. That's what... <laughs> oh, brother. As they wheel Christian off on a stretcher and tell you that he's fine, he can wrestle the next week. Oh, well, yeah. think of it. The next AEW pay-per-view, you have him versus Shaq. Ah, <laughs> there you go. You know, Shaq actually, well, obviously it was more of a testament to Cody Rhodes, but Shaq did actually right, have right. a good match. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't embarrassing. It no. Wasn't embarrassing. It and wasn't. he actually went through a table. I mean, it's no Pat McAfee. It's, it's no Pat the McAfee, thing is he took the bumps. As far as I'm concerned, Pat McAfee is the rookie of the year. So. <laughs> I called that five years ago. Oh, did you? Uh, now they yeah, don't, don't even know. want him back. Yeah, I was like, watch, in a couple of years, he's going to actually wrestle. And you're like, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Thanks for <laughs> remembering, Jeff. Um, but, yeah. So, up next, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship. We have the New Day defending against AJ Styles and Omos. Um, Oh my god! Is that match almost over with? <laughs> Talk about another stupid storyline. <laughs> hey, let's see how dumb almost is. I mean, uh, who knows? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what that guy could do in the ring. He's obscenely tall, for <laughs> and he's yeah. lanky. Um, but I mean, just with that type of guy in that ring, along with the skill of AJ Styles, I don't see New Day defending. Yeah, you know, it's I, it's I, it's not Biggie, it's Xavier and Kofi. Um right. so I mean I I see I've AJ and almost fan. I've been a New Day fan since day one and yes, I remember Izzy just shitting on me for liking them. <laughs> just completely just shitting on me. I'm like, they're fun. What do you want from me? Um Oh, so after they were preachers for like a week and a half. Right. right. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough, but I, that wasn't that wasn't when I was. Uh, that's not when we I was on. And, but and, and Izzy was like, "They're straight trash." And I'm like, "No, give them a shot. They're still here." So, but you know what? They're also going to lose this match because WWE wants them to get the record for most times holding the title, and they'll right. win it again at some point. <laughs> and yeah, they'll win it at the next right. pay per view or on some random Monday where they're not getting ratings. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be. AJ's going to get the strap. AJ gets another belt and a nice storyline for that for a while. And then I'm sure they're going to make Amos look like a monster like he, he already is. So yeah. why not have them have the belt for a couple of months? And then all right, AJ can do something back at the title defense or something. Or him and Amos break up. You know the whole yeah, storyline. I mean, it's, it's Shawn Michaels and Diesel all over again. Right. You know, they'll, they'll get the tag belts. 
AJ will accidentally hit almost one time and, and then almost will get pissed off and beat his ass. And then almost will be regulated to the lower to mid card. And within a year and a half, he'll be jobbing in AEW. Um, right. <laughs> no, but so far I, I don't mind. I, I don't mind it. I mean, uh, I mean, almost is a new dude. He's not the great colleague. Right. He can actually move. So I, I'm just interested right. to see like whatever skill he has and lack thereof for for that part, the lacking of the skill, maybe he'll make up for it in athleticism. He's an athletic big and, guy, you know. And with this, we, we know New Day is going to be able to handle him. They're going to make him look good just yeah. by selling. So I, I think, I think New Day is going to make him look good. Gonna be, it's gonna be a solid match. It's not that may, might be the show stealer that night. Highly doubt it, but it's gonna be a quality match that you're just gonna be enjoying. Yeah, that's why I like New Day. Well, <laughs> let's just see. Solid workers. So, well, let's uh, see if I, that I've, tag match can live up to the barn burner. That's gonna be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest going up against oh, Miz and dude. Morrison. <laughs> Well, we, that we better don't... that better be a match to boost uh, Damian Priest. Damian Priest, yes, That's, and he better have a kick-ass entrance. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, but mm. you know how WrestleMania goes. This it just happens to be the Miz every year. It's um the celebrity cameo like, it match. Is what it is. Yeah. What? Honestly, I'm just glad that they didn't keep it a one-on-one. Because right. originally well, it was just Bad Bunny and the Miz, and I was like, "Well, that's a mistake." I was like, "They need to okay, make that so attack match." Kill the rapper. Yeah, or at right. the expense of the Miz, make the Miz look like complete dog shit against against Bad Bunny. Who I don't know what his athletic background is. I don't know what that guy could do. Supposedly he's been training in the Performance Center for the past four months for this. So. Maybe it could be Pat McAfee or it could be Snooky. Either way, um, <laughs> I see Bad Bunny and Damian Priest getting the W. To be fair, Pat McAfee, I granted a punter, was an NFL player. <laughs> and <laughs> and has a little muscle compared to Snooky and Bad Bunny. Yes. Right. That's the only difference. Hey, Snooky was a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> Did she win her WrestleMania match too? She did. It was her, Trish Stratus, and John Morrison who's in this match that I forgot who they beat, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, they did win their match. I think that was I want to say WrestleMania twenty four, twenty five, around that range. It was one of the ones that I think Kim Kardashian and Snoop Dogg were hosting years ago. I forget which one that was. I want to say in two thousand six or seven, around that range. Um. Yeah, at the height of Jersey Shore, that's when that was. Right. So yeah. So uh, yeah. So something that's really gonna be a good match that will probably steal the night. Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Where you see guy? Where do you guys see that going? Hmm. You want to take it away, Steve? I was letting you go first because I've been doing most of the first talks, so I figured you go first on this one. No problem. So which was Cesaro and who? And Seth Rollins. Oh, all right. Well, we all know how much I like Seth Rollins. And for whatever reason, WWE doesn't let Cesaro ever win. <laughs> this um, is his first singles match at Mania, by the way. He's only been in the company 10, 11 years. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but if he's not in the Battle Royal every year to swing somebody around, does it really count right. if he's there? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Right. That and he was a tag team <laughs> champion forever too, like with Tyson Kidd and and, and right. Jack Swagger and Sheamus. Like he was always on a tag team also. So they right. Isn't you on. who lost the Braun and the Kid? Yes. Yeah, it him was him. Sheamus, yeah. Well, remember this is his first singles match. Right, but he lost the the yeah. tag team yeah, title. They had he him lost to had it and lost to Braun and the Kid. Nicholas. Yeah. And what's in the ref's son? <laughs> what's Nic- his name? Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas. Yeah. yeah, it was Braun and Nicholas. And then the yeah, I, I think it's going to be Seth. Um, they don't show Cesaro any love, unfortunately. I mean, they're pushing him pretty hard right now. So I, honestly, I would not be surprised if he gets the W because the whole buildup has been how Cesaro's been a loser and he hasn't done anything at WrestleMania and he's been around all these years and Seth has really been playing the I'm, whole. I'm all for it, but it's literally think... the same storyline as. Rollins had last year with Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Kevin Owens won that match, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He jumped off the WrestleMania sign. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That's right. And it's also the same storyline that they had a long time ago at Mania with Cody Rhodes and the Big Show. Uh, how Big right. Show was just a goof at WrestleMania. He's never won a match at WrestleMania and all that stuff. And then Big Show knocks him out with one punch and gets the win. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was the uh, the Edge Foley match too. Yes, they talked about right. it. Foley yes. never had his moment. Yes, and they literally said like getting speared into the flaming table was the moment. Was his moment? Yeah. <laughs> well, like yeah, he lost the match, but like Mick Foley's the type of guy he just wanted that moment. Um, as for this match, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of seeing Seth Rollins becoming that. That competitor who's going to win matches, but he's going to put guys over. Yes, I know what you mean. He's going to be the guy to help put guys over at this point. Yes. So I see a scenario where he loses this match under the pure fact of, you know, because he's been bringing the burn it down music back. He's wearing a flaming suit now. He's starting to go back to that Seth Rollins. So this could be that match Cesaro wins. And then knock Seth Rollins back into, okay, I got to change my thing up again. Yeah, because he's kind of in limbo. Like, he's still doing the savior gimmick, but he's doing his old gimmick at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's, he's a tweener at this moment. Like, he's a bad guy and a good guy at the same time. He's weird. Um, hey, look, Elias lost another match. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I'm watching this battle royal in the background on mute. And those Retribution guys still got that same stupid-ass gimmick outfit on. I really hope since they broke up that they get rid of those outfits and they just let Dominic Dijakovic be himself because he's a freaking monster on his own and he can is work. Is that and, the guy who just got eliminated? Um, I think no, that's the little one. That's Slapjack. That's a that's one of those guys. He was an Australian guy from NXT. Then you got Dio Madden, the dude with the giant dredge that looked like predator he he used to be a commentator like he he trained on nxt then he was commentating raw for a little bit and then they had him join this group but yeah i don't know how that's gonna go um so the main event of night one sasha banks defending the smackdown women's title against bianca belair who do you guys think they're gonna they're gonna steal the show like always stop sasha's like the HBK of female wrestling. Mm. <laughs> she, she's the sh- showstopper. Um, so like, 
Let's see. Oops, sorry about that. Um, I think it's going to end up being Bianca Belair. Just keep it, keep on rolling on how on fire she's been the last year. Um, it is. Let's. We can't forget. This is the first. Uh, this is the first female all black championship main event. Mm. So this is going to be a huge moment, regardless of what happens. Yeah. And uh, I think Bianca Belair is going to pull it out because Sasha Banks, regardless, is going to, regardless if she wins or loses, it'll be fine for either of them. But I think Bianca Belair for that good. WrestleMania moment that everybody's just like, all right, she earned it. She worked her butt off to get here and just cap off the storyline, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is perfect for for WWE too, because then next year they could write how Sasha never wins the big match. Right. They could yeah. take that storyline and just move it to Sasha. Yeah. If they flip it around, then if Bianca has this long reign and she lets the fame go to her head and she becomes a heel, um, Right. And then she could right. just say really how neither of them are heel. No, that's the, that's the difficult part of this match. There's no heel. There's no there's no baby face. Sa- but Sasha, Sasha's in Sasha between two. Have, yeah, Sasha's a big tweener because she'll have moments of like, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. And then you see her human side. So she's like a big tweener. Like, all right, some matches she'll she'll be the heel and like i think tomorrow she'll be more of the heel than bianca she's she's very similar to randy orton in that in that sense that you know right when randy orton now who once his feud is done with the fiend him one week he could get attacked by some big time heel and he'll be a baby face or he'll be this or he'll be that randy orton is she's very similar to randy in that matter for me this match could go one of two ways she'll also cause some shit yes Yes. That, that like we've mm-hmm. we've seen it how many times has she turned on someone? Oh, so absolutely. She, she's just her she's her own person and that's just perfectly a way of putting it for Sasha. And I can see that happening in this match. I can see either Bianca wins, you know, fair and square, or I could see it a different way where Sasha and Bianca, yeah, they have that respect for each other, you know, they're gonna have a good match, blah, blah, blah. And then Sasha, like you said, then turns into that boss character where she'll cheat. Remember, her big she's the biggest Eddie Guerrero fan ever, supposedly, right? right? So she'll do the lie, cheat, and steal thing to for her advantage. Maybe when the ref right. has his back turned, she'll she'll rake her in the eye or she'll hit her with a chair, she'll do something to heal it up and right. steal a victory so that the rookie could see how it's done boss style or whatever she wants to do. You know what I mean? So I could totally see her turning full fledged heel on Bianca in this match and stealing a win, or they could just keep it the way it is. And like you guys said, have Bianca win and maybe flip Bianca later down the road and have that rematch. Um, so for night one, I mean, besides, besides I'd say Shane and Braun and, and probably the women's tag match, I think it's a decent card for night one. And then, yeah, it, it gets the ball rolling. It, yes. It's going to do its job. Um, they have the, the bad bunny match that everybody's going to like, if you're not out, if you don't really like wrestling, those are the casuals. That's like for the casuals. Bunny. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Cause so they'll, they'll start off with the casual match night one. Yeah. So, it's it's gonna get it's gonna be a good night to get it rolling. It's solid matches, like honestly, other than the tag match. But there's enough women in that tag match that you're like, all right, 
surprise me, all right? There's a bunch yeah. of underdogs in that match that you kind of like, you want to root for. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, who's going to expect the Riot Squad to, to you know, get a shot at the titles night two? No, I mean, not a lot of people. Or or like you like Steve mentioned earlier, kind of wanting to root for Lana a little bit. You know what I mean? Or even Dana Brooke. Who's going to expect Dana Brooke to get a title shot ever? N- nobody. So, I mean, Nat, Natty and Natalia. I mean, Natty and Natalia. <laughs> Natty and Tamina. Uh, have been there before either on their own or with a team because you know tamina she's teamed up with aj lee in the past she's teamed up with with naomi in the past so she's been there and natty's just held every women's title you could think of so i mean yeah night, night one the card is decent um then leading into night two the first match that they have listed is Shayna and naya going against whoever so to be determined um then you got matt riddle or just Riddle defending the U.S. title against Sheamus. How you guys see that one going? It's gonna be Oof. Riddle. It's gonna be Riddle. They they don't give Sheamus any. Sheamus just puts everybody over at WrestleMania. So um, I'm going Riddle. Just keep the momentum going on Riddle's uh, peak. You know. Yeah. Yeah. When does the yeah, impe- in the impending Goldberg losing. match happen? <laughs> Right, right. Can't wait for that match in SummerSlam. Yeah, right. <laughs> Goldberg and Riddle for the U.S. title at SummerSlam. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I'm going with Matt Riddle. I think Sheamus, since he's came back, he's done well for himself. He's in great shape. But um, right. you know, like like we mentioned earlier, with the fresh faces, let's stick with the fresh faces. Um, a match that I saw. Oh, I have seen probably a thousand times in the past decade plus we're going to get at WrestleMania, and I wanted this match to happen at WrestleMania a few years ago, but we're getting it now. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, the only thing is Sami Zayn is going to have Logan Paul in his corner. Oof. Uh, oof. <laughs> <laughs> oof. Um, <laughs> so pending the Sami Zayn, Logan Paul, you know, Turning his back on Sami Zayn at some point in this match, double cross. How do we see this one happening? Actually, I think Sami's gonna pull one on Kevin Owens. Mm. Uh, okay, it's just gonna be different. Uh, like, like it's it's just gonna be different. I think Sami's gonna finally get his WWE moment. You know, he hasn't had that. There's a couple like glimmers, but like I think he'll get his moment. Especially with Logan Paul uh, by his side on uh, Sunday, and we know it's going to be a good match because they've been working with each other for over twenty something years. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we know it's going to be a good one regardless. But I think us, uh, Sammy, gets his WrestleMania moment. Their their rivalry a couple of years ago was one of the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and Danny Danny just got the the battle royal right. Ah, <laughs> Uso main event main event Jay Uso. <laughs> wow, there you go. Always stick with your gut, Danny. Stick with your gut, Jay. How, what it, Jay? My question to you: Being at WrestleMania, how are you going to know who to cheer for? If they're not going to, you know, prompt you like you did when you were on uh, the fandom. 
Oh, the the <laughs> uh, in the Thunderdome thing. Um, yeah, I mean it's going to be difficult. How are you going to uh, know who to boo and who not to boo? If hey, they're not prompting you of what to do. With my with, with how I know WWE, they'll probably have speakers in those pods telling you to clap, or 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 oh oh show some energy here. Here comes this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Thunder, the Thunderdome thing was pretty cool, but it was interesting having a producer tell me what to do while I'm watching. Because I think if you don't show energy, they will take you off and replace you with somebody else. <laughs> That's why you see a lot of those screens, a lot of those guys are waving their hands in the air or making silly faces or whatever because they tell you, show some energy. Oh, let's get some clapping. Let's get some applause here. Oh, let's hear it for this guy. You know, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but um but yeah i think i'll i think i'll manage without them uh <laughs> so for the intercontinental <laughs> championship it was on uh it was on cage side by the way it was uh, on cage side that said that the, that they're not worried too much about people not knowing who to boo in the chair for. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess they're excited yeah that is funny um so i i agree i, I actually agree with danny i, I was thinking of sammy Zayn. Um, because in a lot of their feuds, Kevin Owens does get the upper hand on Sammy. So, uh, right. I, and, and think about this, Sammy Zayn beat Daniel Bryan last year. So let, let, let's, right. let's, let's look at that. Right. Sammy Zayn has been getting wins on the low against some big name talent in the past year. They've been pushing Sammy, Sammy Zayn pretty hard. So I could see Sammy getting a win on Kevin this time. Um, now if you want to see a really good Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn match, look up ring of honor ladder warfare between el generico and kevin steen you will not regret it um <laughs> so for the ic title we got Big E defending against the newly reformed apollo cruz um now it, forever <laughs> now it's just interesting to me that apollo cruz got his gimmick change and he got his accent um <laughs> Like uh, around the same time, and I think it was the same weekend that Coming to America Part 2 came out. That just made me laugh. Um, convenient. <laughs> very convenient. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I Apollo Crews has always been a good wrestler. He's just been a crappy promo, and he still is, but he's trying. Right. Um, but I, I've always liked Apollo Crews' in-ring ability, and Big E is a total package because he's good in the ring. He's very entertaining. And he's a brute. He's a big guy. So that's something that, once again, we bring back to what the McMahons love. And you would think, and you would think that Big E would be another one that they've been pushing to the moon. But he's been stuck either in tag team uh, or 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 mid card purgatory. So um, he is coming in as the champion. So does he defend it or does Apollo Cruz take over? I think he's going to defend it because you got you just got to keep this. Inter- you got to keep the intercontinental title. Have it have a nice run at it as well. It's it's Biggie's not gonna hurt you. It's it's he's gonna be he could be a big money maker if they let it season a bit just with him by himself. Obviously with New Day, he, he's already earned a lot of money and respects his at WWE. So another another year for Apollo Crews. I think Biggie's gonna like just keep it on him. Just just keep it on him. Yeah. There's no reason for him to lose, you know? Yeah. What'd you think, Steve? Um, yeah, like like you guys are saying, Big E is just like, you know, it's it's time to let him run. The yeah. whole idea of splitting them up was to give him a singles run. Yeah. Right. So what's the point of taking the belt off right now? 
and then being like, yeah, now you're done. Yeah. Now we're going to help Apollo Crews. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, and, and if he was to lose, he better get a shot at the, the bigger belt. Yeah, I agree. Which, but we don't see that happening anytime soon, unfortunately. And you know, the, the, ru- the rumor was for a while, even before like rumble and stuff that it would be Roman and Big E at, at, at mania. That was the rumor before the whole edge, like it, before Rumble and before Edge announced he was coming back for the Rumble, nobody expected there to be Edge or Daniel Bryan against Roman Reigns at Mania. Daniel Bryan has been in mid-card hell for the past year. He hasn't been sniffing that world title, not not in the past year and change. And then he was the Intercontinental Champion last year when he lost it to Sami Zayn. So, And then with Edge coming back, everybody ever since they broke New Day up has been expecting Big E to challenge Roman Reigns. Hasn't happened yet. Um, right. So now it seems like roles have reversed. Big E is in mid card, and now Daniel Bryan has, like I said, with this particular character, weaseled his way into the main event. But we'll get into that in, in a couple minutes. Um. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Apollo Cruz's time in the Sun in the mid card title picture will come soon, but uh, not the at the expense of Big E. I think Big E will remain the champ for a little while, and uh, maybe another big name challenger will come. You know come at some point to take the title off Big E. Now, here's going to be a fun match, and we got this match in Orlando a couple years back, and it was putrid, but let's see what they do with it this this time. The Fiend with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is this going to be a cinematic match, or is The Fiend going to actually wrestle? I would assume it's going to be a cinematic match. I mean, I enjoyed the one last year, kind of. It was kind of like an acid trip, um, <laughs> you know, with the whole some good acid. Yeah, right. I mean, I I enjoyed it. The match with Cena. Um, I kind of liked the Boneyard match a little bit better, but um, but the Fiend Cena match I thought was okay. Now this version of the Fiend, which is like a zombie Jason Voorhees type deal, he hasn't spoke. Right. He hasn't spoke since he got burned. Now here's the thing that I'm confused about. This whole time, The Fiend has been a separate entity from Bray Wyatt, sweater-wearing, you know, Pee Wee Herman Bray Wyatt. Now, The Fiend got burned to a crisp. What the hell happened to regular Bray Wyatt? How come he hasn't been around? It's only been Alexa Bliss. Now, they've they've made us think that they're two separate entities, but regular Bray Wyatt has had matches before, like wearing the sweater and all that, then you've had The Fiend. The Fiend hasn't been on TV since he got burned, burned to a crisp. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. I think this, this storyline sucks, and I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Fiend doesn't do it for me. I'll be honest. It's just another, like, what are you doing with Bray Wyatt? Yeah. You know what I mean? And apparently he had, like, worse ideas or or not ideas, but, like, in terms of the look of the character after being burned, like he had other ideas of how it would look and WWE just settled on this swamp thing looking, you know, zombie looking creature that, that he is now. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a cinematic match and hopefully it's a good one. Um, they have, they probably had it recorded already. So I'm sure I'll be seeing that on a big Titan Tron and, uh, <laughs> um, 
and and in all these cinematic matches that the Fiend has had, he's been undefeated. So I'm gonna just go with him. You know, he beat mm-hmm. he beat Braun Strowman in the Swamp. Uh, he beat um who uh he beat John yeah, Cena he beat last Braun year. Yeah, Strowman in the Swamp because Alexa Bliss showed up. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, Braun loves him some Alexa Bliss. I don't blame him, mm-hmm. but uh, but you know, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> get in line. Yeah. Well, Ryan Cabrera's in the front of that line. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so all I got to do is buy a guitar. Got it. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, what do you think, Steve? Uh, Orton or The Fiend? Uh, my biggest question is, how come The Fiend gets burnt and has a new look, and then Randy Orton gets burnt in the face and has a perfectly good face two weeks later? <laughs> he had the eye patch that one week. <laughs> He had that stupid, like, like, hasty, like, face on. Remember that one with yeah. the mask? With yeah, the, he had the was, he had the old Cody Rhodes mask that he wore when uh when when he when Rey he Mysterio supposedely broke his face. Yeah, with the six one nine, and he had that fake mask on, like the Phantom of the Opera or something, but clear. <laughs> oh man, um, honestly, it's probably gonna be. Orton, because God forbid Bray Wyatt wins a WrestleMania match. Yeah, God forbid, right? <laughs> God, God forbid the guy who made a good match. You know, you know, hangs on to the title for a little bit of time. Yeah, I mean, the most over version of him finally wins the damn belt, and then he loses to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and nobody saw it. And no- <laughs> <laughs> nobody oh, even knew. God, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna it's WrestleMania, it's Randy Orton. Mm. What what the match should be is Kim versus Alexa. <laughs> you made a big mistake, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yo, my god! Plus, after Alexa apparently rode him at the <laughs> at the last pay per view. <laughs> Oh man. I mean you would think. I mean and and she's good friends with Kurt Angle's wife too, so who knows, they'll probably jump her. Um <laughs> But I mean you would think you're freaking married to a wrestler. You know it's you know not real. And I, I, I would think she gave Randy some hell over that too, because you gotta agree with everything that goes down. So if they're gonna tell you this little girl is gonna straddle you after you get beat, yeah, he's probably okay. You know, what's gonna happen, you know? What's he gonna say? <laughs> and and on top of that, you mentioned Kurt Angle and his wife. Kurt Angle's wife is about the same age as Kim Morton. Yes, and, yes, she's young. You know, yeah, and uh, and Kurt's about set, about Hulk Hogan's age. So <laughs> he looks it. <laughs> I mean, I'm hey, waiting for him to get approved to wrestle in AEW. Also, I'm not surprised. I, you know, the, the rumor was when they announced that they're getting a big name coming to the pay per view to sign a him. contract. It was him. Yeah, the big, the big supposed news was Kurt Angle, but then Christian came out. Um, yeah, so I won't be surprised if at some point they'll announce, "Oh, we got Kurt Angle as a guest." And he's like, "I'm here to wrestle." Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Um. I'm going to go with The Fiend just because I'm sick of Randy Orton winning. So I'm going to go with The Fiend. Um, so two matches left on the docket for Mania for night two. We have uh, the Women's Championship for Raw. You have Asuka defending against Rhea Ripley. Now to keep the the trend going of of going with new faces, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley really hard on this one. I, I, I love Asuka. Um, she's been dominant 
Um, then there are times where she's been real cheesy, but uh, for the most part, she's she's done a great job. And a lot of people consider her as like the MVP of the COVID era in terms of of the women in WWE. Um, that she's just constantly been putting on good matches, and since she got the belt, she's been doing great. But um, I feel like they they made Rhea Ripley lose to Charlotte Flair last year. I think they're gonna give her a belt this time. So um, yeah, I'm going with Rhea Ripley. This is her match in front of. Remember they did that whole promo of her walking around the stadium last year. Yeah, with Rhea Ripley and that whole lead up, like it was hype. They were hyping the NXT title being on that show, right. and then her getting it taken away. You know that had a sting. Um. So, yeah, I do see Rhea Ripley getting her moment this year. Yep. Yep. Wait. I, I think uh, I think is going to win. Oh. I just think she's – I think it's no reason for her to lose it. Yeah. I think they're going to make a – it would be a nice slow burn for Rhea to eventually pull it off, maybe at next Mania. Like, they'll go back and forth, and then next Mania, she'll eat her. Yeah. Yep. So that's the co-main. And then the <laughs> the triple threat match for the Universal Championship, Roman with Paul Heyman defending against now the unleashed rated R superstar. So I'm assuming Edge is a heel at this point. Um, so, so I watched something earlier. He said this on Raw. On SmackDown, sorry, SmackDown. When he had his segment sitting in the chair, you know, yeah. Daniel Bryan had his sitting in a chair. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to say they use a lot of chairs on Sunday. Because <laughs> um, that would defeat the whole purpose. He literally called, and it's like a reel on Instagram, and I just watched out when I muted myself earlier. Edge literally sat there, and he was like calling Reigns out. He's like, hmm, you came into this business in a three-man group. You came into this business coming in, with your entrance coming out of a crowd. <laughs> Wait, and you used the spear as your finishing move. Yep. Yep. So basically, he goes, "You're Samoan Edge." That's how he ended the <laughs> thing. <laughs> that is funny. I like that. You are Samoan Edge. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Everything he pointed out, it's one hundred percent. You know. So this goes back to what I said earlier, right? I said that this was the match I was getting, I was excited to talk about, okay? Why? Because I didn't think Jay was going to win the Battle Royal, and he did. That's fine. Whatever. That part's out the door. Jimmy's right on the edge of coming back, right? And mm-hmm. all the reports are Jimmy's coming back to join the ta- join the family at the table. Yeah. Right. So isn't this that perfect night? To, to have Jimmy come in. To keep the belt on Reigns. Keep the belt. Have Jay be the guy to co- almost cost him the belt, but Jimmy comes in to help him win the belt. Mm. Yeah, I can see you know, that. I can see, you know what's going to happen. At some point, Jay is going to run out from the back, right? And at that point, Edge and, and Brian probably already have ideally a game plan. You know, the script is written for them to have a game plan. Right? Handcuff or whatever. You right. know, handcuff them, get them out of the way, get them to... Keep him not involved. Or even, you know, earlier in the night, you know, they handcuff him in the back so he can't get out of there. Yeah. Jimmy runs out from the back, helps helps Roman win. That You know, you're not, you're not putting the belt on edge. 
How much do you think Christian was in the plans for this before he went to AEW? <laughs> so did you listen to him on Jericho's podcast? I Honestly, I had it playing while I was at work in the background, but I really couldn't catch most of the interview. But uh, Okay, so so Edge got, so basically what happened was, during COVID, he kept working out because after he retired, he kept working out because of just the routine of his. And excuse me. And he said, he said, when Edge and well, Adam, he said, of course, right? He said, when Adam got the right to come back, he was like, huh. What Adam did was he went to every doctor minus the WWE doctor. <laughs> Daniel Bryant did that also. Yes. Right. So you had they got so many approvals that all they had to do was get to WWE Pittsburgh the doctor in Pittsburgh whoever their main physician is right yeah and he said he went to him he got the approval but there wasn't really any plans and even like because you know he's done a bunch of segments and he's done a bunch of things and he said when he came back for that quote unquote non-sanctioned match yeah they did it to in a way of protecting him but he felt so good after he had no reason why he couldn't believe he could pass those physicals yeah. So after that, he, I forgot who he said called him and he was like, how about you be one of those, you be the surprise entry this year. You be the edge of this year's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Because if you remember this year's Royal Rumble, they didn't really have anybody big come no, back. No. Well, I mean, you had Car- Car- Carlito um, and then Christian. And then, like you said, a couple yeah. of NXT dudes. A couple of NXT guys and Christian, right? But they never had a plan for after that. So yeah. that's where he started thinking like, so where, after a rumble, he said he got back home and he had a call from Tony Khan, mm. who he met through Jericho about so a they, year and a half. So they called him he was back right away. A&W. They called him right away after that rumble. Yeah. So it got to put in his mind. And he literally was like, I thought about it for a couple of days. I went to, I, he went to WWE. He went to talk to them. They said, we don't really have plans. We don't really have an idea. Do you have anything? And he goes, no, not really. And he called back Tony Khan like that same <laughs> night. And they literally booked the contract and he was on the flight. To, and they said, and he even said he wasn't the guy. Mm. When Paul White made the announcement, apparently they still didn't have the guy. <laughs> he said it was Saturday night, the night before. They booked it. He flew out. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. So, so, yeah, he, like, it wasn't even that he did, like, he didn't want, he didn't want to go to W, he didn't want to go to AEW. He wanted to stay, help out Edge, you know, try and do one of their things again. Yeah. How great would it be to watch Edge and Christian win the tag team titles again? That would have been great. I'd would... rather watch that, you know, for, yeah. for a month than watch Edge get his ass kicked in the... <laughs> In a triple threat match, let's face it, this type of match is to protect Edge and Bryant. You, you could imagine the promos that would have been New Day versus Edge and Christian. With the with the uh, the, kazoos, the music instruments, the kazoos and the and the the trumpet, the trombo. <laughs> yeah, that would have been real entertaining. But uh, I mean. With this match, I, I, I could see the two Usos getting involved. I, I could also see Edge just going nuts like he's been going lately and just hitting everybody with chairs. Um, now, like I said earlier, this doesn't give me the same feel that 
in 2014 or 2015 that this underdog is being held down by Triple H and Batista and Randy Orton and, you know, Stephanie McMahon calling him a B-plus player. Like, this does not give me the same feel as the Yes movement. This gave me the feel of a whiny, complaining Daniel Bryan being entitled, thinking he belongs in the main event and weaseling his way into the main event of WrestleMania. And this is not Randy Orton and, and Dave Batista. This is Roman Reigns and Edge. It's t- totally different dynamic uh, of a match. Um, I really don't know where to go. But honestly, just like you, one uh, was it you, Steve, that said, or or D, or Dan, that you said you really don't want Brian to win it this time. That was Steve. I don't want to see him win it again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's time for Daniel Bryan to realize, like, all right, you're a little guy. Go fight Darby and go have some good <laughs> matches with Kenny Omega and Darby and AEW and leave us alone. <laughs> and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Bree would love to be in AEW two wrestling. So have fun. Yeah, because those Bella Twins, they they don't need to be wrestling anymore either. I mean, I mean, they, I mean, Nikki hasn't wrestled since Rousey. Her neck. I want to say she had the match with Rousey at uh that women's right. Evolution pay per view that they had a couple of years back. Um. But Bree, Bree's never been good in the ring. Um, if anything, she's dangerous because she's hurt people right. before. I remember she kicked poor Liv Morgan in the face for real a couple of times, and you know she busted her up, and she dove through the ropes before a few times and missed and landed on it. She's just a bad. She was never a good wrestler. I mean, Nikki got good later. Um, but yeah, Nikki actually got decent. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. Out of the two of them, Nikki by far is the better wrestler. But the fact that well, they she put, said it, Nikki also said it at the uh, at the Hall of Fame speech. She said, "If it wasn't for John, she probably wouldn't even be saying. If it wasn't for Cena, uh, like." And you would think Brie like, dated the better wrestler, and she Brie got married to right. the better wrestler. You would think she would have got better. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at it, Cena was the harder worker. Yeah, and that's what that's what made the difference. Yeah, in terms of like yeah. working out and becoming an athlete and stuff, oh yeah, you're definitely gonna get more out of Cena than you will probably Daniel Bryan. But um, I, I would think in terms of technical ability, Bree would have been a way better worker. But but Nikki is, you know, she's a thicker girl than than Bree. She's you know the bigger sister, and even though they're identical twins, Bree Nikki's always been a bigger girl. But uh, you know. Like I said, she was by far way better in the ring than than Brie was. But the fact that both of them are Hall of Famers is kind of like, ah, all right. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna put one, they you made better, us you some, well. Yeah, they made us enough money. Yeah, you exactly. Um, I'm gonna go with Roman just for the pure fact of he's finally what we've been wanting a, Ro- mm-hmm. a Roman character to be. Yes, I agree. All these years, and it'd be a disservice to him if they decide to just give it to Edge, who is just a quick, like, all right, thanks, Edge, for coming out. And, like, a nostalgic storyline with either him and Daniel Bryan. As much as I love Bryan, it's, uh, it has to be Roman Reigns. It, it has to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if, it's... if it isn't, that's a big disservice for him of, like, how you built him up for the last year six months with the whole big dog and the head of the table and with Paulie, you, you can't, you can't do it. You just can't, you can't. I mean, it, 
it is very rare that a WrestleMania will end not with a happy ending. If you if right. like like when was the last time that we can go off the top of our dome and see a guy a, a big heel that the fans really don't care for actually the last match on the show get the win and the crowd goes home like that. It, it's been a while, I want to say. Um, oh, definitely. Because even been a while, but it it has to happen. And this is the first time that he's actually with the real crowd yeah. with this character. Yes. So it 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 has to happen. And what's the probability event, Roman Roman now, gets cheered? More fans will more fans will actually like him now. Yeah. That's just how everything goes. I think you just gotta you gotta see it out. You know. Yeah. What what's the probability that that Tampa Bay crowd actually cheers Roman Reigns this time? I think I think you'll be more surprised than uh, people actually think because we've we've been seeing him be this a lot for a while now, and it's like I think more people should start gravitating towards it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you know that 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 mania crowd is very fickle. You know, like they'll cheer someone you wouldn't expect, or they'll boo someone you wouldn't expect. Like, do you honestly think they would cheer Roman over Edge and Bryan? At a WrestleMania no, event? No, definitely not. No way. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's finally, like you said before, he finally has this character that people can really get behind, and he has the the manager that can pull it off in terms of speaking. But then you put him right. against two of the most popular guys in the past 20 years in the same ring. It's like you kind of take that away. Now, if Roman was going against, you know, any random, like a Seth Rollins or, or, or any random whoever... You know, who hasn't really been known as the most popular, you know, generational type star. Or you don't put him against a nostalgia act like you'll probably do with him in The Rock next year. Who knows? But you put him in the ring finally with this character. They're in L.A. in two years. Oh, there you go. So they'll probably do the Hollywood thing with Rock. You know, that'll probably be Rock's retirement match. Um, Well, well, what I was thinking was. There's a, you know, for the next year, you could build up the Cena Roman match at Mania next year where he's like, hey, you remember when you called out The Rock for selling out? Well, look at what you're doing, now, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, you know, in like five years from now, we'll have someone else do it to Roman when yeah. he leaves to go do movies. Do you think Roman has enough charisma to be an actor? I mean, he no. kicked ass in Fast and Furious in the uh, Hobbs versus. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was part of the Samoan team on that one. Yeah, but that's easy for him to do because that's what he is. But you think, unlike <laughs> his, unlike his cousin, you think he could go out and do random roles? I, he won't cut his hair. And and there's going to be roles that they're going to want him to cut his hair. He could do little roles. He could keep being an extra. Yeah. I don't think he could be like. He's not funny like Cena. Because like even could be funny. Because even Batista, Batista is someone that I didn't feel like had the most charisma on the mic either, and he's done kind of well for himself in Hollywood. For the Guardians, would he really have a Hollywood career though? No, right? Because he's done stuff before that, and it hasn't really, you know, like he but, did random. But also back to this match, right? Yeah, is this another opportunity for Brock to come back? Set up Brock versus Roman for a little while, and who will Heyman oh. manage? Right. Oh, right. You, oh you, hey, Paul, I'm back. 
Now what? <laughs> it's similar right. to 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 they better, a as little, long as they don't put them in a cage hanging above the ring. One of those stupid things. <laughs> it's similar to a match that I remember seeing in ECW with Rob Van Dam because he had a manager named Bill Alfonso who was a former referee, but he also managed Rob's tag team partner Sabu, and Sabu challenged Van Dam for his ECW television title. And Bill Alfonso literally managed both of them. When one will take over, he'll 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 uh, uh, celebrate Rob Van Dam. Or if Sabu will take over, he'll celebrate Sabu. And when the match was over, whoever won, he'll go with that guy. But as the champion was leaving, he'll pick up the other guy and take him with him. So it was like a dynamic where he told the story of how he managed both these guys at the same time, even though they were fighting each other. So that could lead into if Brock goes after Roman Reigns, Heyman could just call it right down the middle and manage both guys and eventually just have them together. Now, you mentioned maybe having Brock and Lashley be a team, but what if Brock and Roman are on the same team? What if Brock comes out and spears and, like, F5s the other guys? And gives Roman the belt. Be like, okay. And now, all of a sudden, Brock is kind of playing a pseudo-bodyguard for Roman Reigns, like if Roman needs one. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, if you remember... You remember a lot of the reports were last year was Brock was the one that wrote McIntyre winning. Brock was the one that kept saying, "This guy earned this. Let's let him win it." Granted, you know, Brock knew he was going to take the next six months off anyway. And if you remember when uh, there was one point before the Mania match where uh, I think McIntyre hit Brock with a Claymore on Raw, and then uh, uh, Drew was celebrating. And Brock was like, pick up the damn belt. And then <laughs> while he was on the ground yeah. and then Drew so took Brock, the belt. Brock and, was helping. Like, yes. So maybe this could be another scenario where it's like, okay, I'm going to come in. I'm going to kind of be helping Roman, you know. Now you get the two heels working. Now you get more heel on that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, speaking of guys who've come back nights after WrestleMania, Brock, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh-huh. After he went to UFC. He could show up. Absolutely. He could show up by the remember when Brock, or... remember when Brock on on that raw nobody expected it and you know was just standing in the ring yeah yeah I, I, man I I remember exactly where I was I was in my parents house um I was only married for like a few months but unfortunately my my wife's apartment at the time before our wedding kind of burned down and got water damage and stuff so we had to stay in my parents house for a few months in Yonkers before we got a new a new place and I'm watching that show and. Cena standing in the ring waiting for the rock, and then all of a sudden Lesnar's music comes on. And I was just like, "Oh shit!" And I was, like, <laughs> I was just bugging out. Like it, it was not expected, you know, because I didn't. I thought Brock was done with wrestling. Period. Even being done with UFC, I didn't ever expect him. He was one of those guys like Bret Hart that you never expected to come back to WWE. But eventually, you know, Vince gets you. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and now it's Triple H that's dealing with everybody. So. You know, they throw enough cash at you and Triple H, you know, you talk with Triple H, they'll end up making amends and bringing you back. But, um, but yeah, I can see. Or maybe, the, or maybe, you know, they'll throw us all off because, you know, Hogan and, uh, and Titus, Titus O'Neil are hosting. <laughs> so maybe they'll come out like the New Day did, like uh, New Day did a couple of years ago. This is and now, be like, a and now this match is a triple threat match. It's no longer a triple threat match. Now it's a fatal four-way yeah. match. And then they start, one of them, Titus O'Neil gets like, he comes out in all his wrestling gear. Oh, starts walking yeah, through yeah, the yeah. ring, and then Brock's music just hits. 
And then Heyman plays it off like he had no idea that Lesnar was coming out. And Roman's like, what the hell is this, Paul? Or whatever. And, you know, yeah, it'll and be Ray, interesting. And, yo, and Paul goes to goes with Lesnar. Yeah. That would be the story. Mm-hmm. Be like, you're the head of the table, but this is the beast. And he, he does his announcement. <laughs> this is the beast of the table. Yep. So, that, would be some, that would be something. Yeah. So I, I'll go with it. I mean, even though. Yeah, I'll just go with my heart, man. I, I was gonna go with Edge if it was gonna stay the one on one match, but now that's a triple threat. I see Roman I see Roman keeping the belt. Now, the that's night one and two. And before we jump off here, just wanna get two of you your quick your favorite memories or your favorite matches in Mania history that uh that that is your go to when you watch old WrestleMania's, like which ones would you just go to? Houston. Astrodome. That was seventeen. Yeah. 17, sorry. Yeah, 18 was... uh the, was Canada. Uh, it was Canada, yeah. 17. Even though I enjoy the, 18 the, as the, well. The table ladders and chairs match for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. You had that night. You uh, you had the uh, Shane versus Vince match that night. Yes, yep. Triple H and, the Rock, and uh, Taker, Biker mm-hmm. Taker. Yep. And then Rock and... Rock That's when, and when Austin turned Austin, heel and joined Vince. Austin went corporate. Yeah, Austin went heel. <laughs> I actually watched that match before we got on. Actually, oh yeah, um, that's always a go-to. Like that's one of our my boy favorites. Ben, for sure. Like our boy Ben was always a big Hardy Boys guy. He was like, "Oh, I love the Hardy Boys." I was like, "Did you ever watch WrestleMania 17?" He goes, "What match?" I was like, "Go on the network, WrestleMania 17. <laughs> skip to that match and don't watch anything else." He goes, "He's like, I remember the Royal Rumble when they put the." the Dudleys at, at the garden and Jeff Hardy jumped off the, off the, the car thing yeah. on the side of the building. I'm like, yeah, now go watch the good match. <laughs> that was a good match. Now go watch the great match. Yep. That was TLC two. And then TLC three was the Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian and Jericho and Benoit, which was interesting as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, 17 also, I mean, overall the whole damn pay-per-view was good. I mean, you had China right. China becoming women's champion finally. You had uh, the hardcore match, triple threat with Big Show, Kane, and Raven. Um, even the lower match, like the right to censor against Taz and like Spike Dudley. And <laughs> like every match I feel on that card was just enjoyable. Even had that Legends match at the Iron Sheik one. Yeah, the Battle Royal. Yeah. Oh, and you had Kurt Angle versus Benoit in a... In a, in a Oh, I think it was a regular match. Yeah, it was a regular match. But Benoit and Angle had a good match. And you had, uh, who else? Uh, Looking up the full card right now. Yeah, I think the, it was just an amazing, amazing card that night. And then with 18, you had Hogan and The Rock, uh, NWO Hogan. Right. You, had- you had Just Incredible and X-Pac versus Grandmaster Sexy and Steve Blackman. Yeah, that was a dark match. Yeah. Jericho versus William Regal. Jericho and Regal, yes. Even that was good. That was a good match, Taz too. and the APA versus ah, right to center. Taz and the APA, that's right. Kane, Raven, Big Show, Hardcore Championship. Uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Test mm. for European title. Yeah, Perry Angle Saturn helped, and Dean Malenko versus, helped him win that match. Perry Saturn was the guy also in that. Yep. Uh, China, Ivory. Shane with Linda versus Vince with Stephanie and Triple H with Mick Foley as the referee. Uh. Edge and Christian, who were, who had Rhino in their corner. Yep, he came out. The Dully boys had Spike, 
and then Matt and Jeff had Lita. Lita. Yeah. Iron Sheik defeated Hillbilly Jim to uh, a <laughs> yep. Hillbilly Jim and Slaughter. Yep. <laughs> Triple H and then Austin Rock. Yeah, that was a Which, good one. If you remember, that was that first one that where they literally were like, where the Fink was like, and this match is now a no disqualification. Yep. And, and you hear like, JR being like, wait, what? When did they change that? <laughs> yep. Yep. How about you, D? What what's one of your favorite manias and your favorite matches? Um That's one like of my favorite go-to. manias was WrestleMania fourteen. Um Stone Cold versus HBK with uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Um that was always a good one. Uh that was a Kane versus Taker uh match as well with Pete Rose, if you yeah. remember that one. Yep. He just um, tombstone <laughs> Pete Rose. He tombstone Pete Rose. <laughs> that that was a good one. It's probably one not one of my. It's 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 definitely up there. WrestleMania ten was great too. Oh yeah, the garden. Uh, at the garden, you can't like maybe. Hopefully, they bring the garden back at forty, but I highly doubt it with the style they're going with. Yeah, I mean uh, they're they're hitting those open stadiums and stuff for all these. Right. Uh, if anything, forty would be at MetLife again. Yeah. Right, but yeah, yeah. They really want to do like the anniversary yeah. thing. It would be MetLife, right? But it would it would be cool for nostalgic reasons. But you're probably right. Um, I'm trying. Is that Minnesota yet? Since they opened their new stadium, no, not yet. Not yet. Weren't they supposed to? They were supposed to, uh, like maybe. Uh, I think before they did New Orleans again, that I think they were gonna do it, but they chose to go with uh with New Orleans. I, I still think one of my all-time favorite manias was WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan. Till this oh, day, yeah. that was pound a good for one. pound, I've never been more invested in a match as an adult. <laughs> and like, and he just, had two like, good matches that night because he had the opener with Triple H. Like the, that whole night, and then they did it again with Becky Lynch, which was like it was cool, but whatever. Like, but it was the same exact storyline. Yeah. Um, and the streak it, ended that night too. Yeah, and the streak ended that night. It was just an overall good night, and I, just Daniel Bryan. What Daniel Bryan did that night was just so well, obviously it's predetermined, but it was like it was just an ultimate payoff of what we've seen him go through for the last year, year and a half yeah. story run. So that's somebody that's still one of my favorite moments ever. Um, you can name any HBK moment. I love HBK. So yeah, any HBK moment, especially with Taker, good versus evil him with, um, let's see him with Ric Flair, just to name a bunch of uh, yeah. moments. Um, the Iron Man match. Yeah, with Bret Hart. I love you. Uh, yeah. Iron Man match. Well, that was my first WrestleMania that I remember sitting down and watching or being invested in. Yep. So that first one I remember was the one with uh, HBK Austin or Tyson. That's the first one I remember really sitting down and watching. Right. I, I, I don't, I probably didn't buy the pay-per-view, but I definitely remember like being excited for raw and just seeing HBK come down the way he did. I, I always, HBK is definitely in my top five list, no matter what. Yeah. And, as I'm getting older, like 
I did not understand how awesome of a character Triple H became because I actually hate him because we all know how big of a rock fan I was. Yeah. <laughs> so just going going back at it and looking at Triple H, it's just he would have to be in my top five as well. Um, it's it's gonna. I I think I, I really, and then that one WrestleMania 2000, right when Triple H faced uh jericho what year was that uh that was uh wrestlemania 18 that was uh 18. two uh 2000 and ooh, 2004 i want to say yeah 2003 storyline that stephanie was 2002 2002 2002 yeah he was with jericho she was with jericho for a time being and he was the undisputed champ which so, is like, unreal because the jericho character well. hated stephanie mcmahon so that was always just right. a um, like a yeah. crazy at that time that she would even right. align herself with Jericho to get to right. get at Triple H, <laughs> and like that's how crazy that storyline was. Um, the biggest thing I missed the most from WrestleMania is, is like when you look at seventeen and eighteen, those hype up videos, oh, right, man. with Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit, yep, all those songs. <laughs> like, like I literally watched that that hype up video for the Rock and Song Austin, match, the like, My Way, all the time. The right. My Way video, my way. Yeah. the yeah. My Way video, like consistently. I don't have to watch the match. I just want to watch that mo- that part. Right. And like, and like, the they form- don't do that anymore. No, they don't. No. And like the the crazy thing about, um, yeah, it it's just there's just a lot of like the the just the storytelling was just so much better. Yes. Back then. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because you actually had wrestling guys doing the writing and now they got a bunch of like Hollywood writers <laughs> right, right. that really don't know the um, business, but they just know how to do TV storylines, you know? Right. And, and it was cool. I, I went back to watch those two particular uh, mania main events. It was just like, Oh, sorry. Now I just remembered the, the back to Jericho and triple H and it's just how funny JR was just calling her Jezebel the whole time. <laughs> I saw her like a couple of weeks ago, just like I, Went on my WrestleMania kick. I'll like go through a bunch of main events and stuff, and it's just funny as hell how Vince, um, not Vince, how uh, Jr. was just calling her Jezebel this whole time. It's just like just peak attitude era. It was really funny. Yep. Are we are we allowed to watch those matches on uh, Peacock or are they? Uh... No, they're there. Uh, all, all them, all the manias are there. Uh, yeah, for now. There. Yeah. For are they now. all black and white with a with a chair shots? I know on the network they like. No, uh, no, no, they, they show, uh, Steve Austin just destroy the rock with chairs Yeah, with yeah. McMahon. So they did not. I think the network, like, like if they showed a clip of that, like on Fox or like regular television, they'll black it out. But I think for the network, they kept it genuine in terms of like, right. sh- like showing match, blood they and all kept, that stuff. Like, don't, yeah. Stone Cold giving the finger and everything like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so they kept some of that stuff. Like, like for me, I, the first WrestleMania I can remember actually sitting through, like sitting with my family and stuff like that, was probably WrestleMania eight, um, back in ninety two. Um, but they, I knew they had the previous WrestleManias because I had them on cassette, and I still do. I have my old cassette somewhere in the garage, and I think they started with like WrestleMania four. Um, then five, six, I remember I have the cassettes of those. I didn't have one, two, and three. 
on cassette. So I'm just assuming my family just started watching it from four. Um, but yeah, I remember sitting watching WrestleMania eight. Then it was Hogan and against Sid Justice, and it was the return of the uh-huh. ult- return of the Ultimate Warrior at the end of that match, and uh, being excited about that. Um, then that that match that Mania also had Ric Flair versus Macho Man Randy Savage with Mr. Perfect out there and Miss Elizabeth and all of them. Now, as I got older, it kind of got me mad because I was like, "Yo, you got Hogan and Flair." in their primes and you don't put them in a match at mania as i got older that kind of pissed me off <laughs> yeah that's true. that was a big mess yeah and they kind of did the similar thing even though i think it went perfectly with rock and hogan but can you imagine if they had rock against scott hall and hogan against austin like what type of reaction that would have got because the crowd in canada cheered hogan over rock but would they have cheered hogan over austin that that that's that's always been a question for me, but you know we would have never got a chance to see it because they chose to the, go the, the opposite other, way. The other thing you got to remember from that night was Nash didn't fight. No, right. no, they had him backing up Scott Hall, right? Which meant like, where was his match? Like, but that what, was where where was Triple H? Like, Scott Hall felt. That whole cell was a particularly awesome. Well, yeah, no, hundred percent. But why is like your other big name Triple H not fighting Nash? Kevin Nash, right? Yeah, well, or finding I mean, somebody else big on the card at the time. Well, remember Triple H won the Rumble. That was his return, so he was going to fight the champion either way. Um, so he wasn't going to end up being in that NWO storyline. He ended up being in that NWO storyline later on when it was Hogan was out of the group already and Nash was the leader and then they brought in Shawn Michaels and then that's when they wanted to recruit Triple H to join the NWO and he ended up, you know, not doing it and then he had a little one-off match with, with one of those guys. But I think they had a missed opportunity there and I think, honestly, as good as that match was with Rock and Hogan, I don't think Hogan would have turned babyface red and yellow the next night if he would have had that fight with Austin. Because I think right. Austin is just at that level, even back then, where I don't think even the biggest of legends would got a pop over Steve Austin if they would have went one on one. Um, but it would have been interesting. It would have been interesting to see that. I mean, like I said, right, it went perfectly. Night. That was the night they went like crazy with the with the oh. Flair and his son. Yeah, yeah, against Taker. I think he wrestled ta- Biker Taker that night. Yep. And, uh, but it was like heel biker taker. Yeah, yeah. So taker was like, I want to fight Flair, but the only way I'm doing it, if he doesn't want to do it, I'm going to make him want to do it. Yeah, and he, and he beat up David Flair, who was like, Arn Anderson. yeah, he beat up Arn Anderson, and the lead up to the match, he beats up David Flair, who was uh, who was actually kind of a mid card star in WCW, but WWE just used him to get his ass kicked, and then they kicked him out the door. <laughs> David Flair wasn't that big; he wasn't that good. But uh, he rolled that flair name as long as he could, but he couldn't make it to WWE. Um, my favorite, probably still go to one of my favorites is WrestleMania six, seeing Hogan and Ultimate Warrior go one on one. It was the first time they had not only two baby faces main event against each other, but they also had the Intercontinental title go against the WWE title in the main event as well. And um, they passed the torch from Hogan to Warrior, not knowing that Warrior would not pan out and hold him up for money in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time WrestleMania seven came around, you know, the title was on Sergeant Slaughter and he lost it back to Hogan. So, you know, Mania's had plenty of great 
pay-per-views and plenty of great main events. They've had some duds too, but uh, Mania is always going to be the main show of all pro wrestling, no matter how big AEW gets, no matter how big New Japan would get in America, even though I don't think it's going to get that huge in America. But um, when, once WrestleMania time comes around, everybody's going to be watching Mania for sure. I'm very intrigued with the a little bit of amount of time they've had since they announced fans, the kind of entrances they would have. Yeah. Because normally on a good WrestleMania, the entrances are the key, right? Yeah. The entrances to make or break a WrestleMania in a way. Um, what, what kind of events like, so I don't know if you saw the stage, it's they built out, a basically not the actual, uh, Buccaneer ship that they have, they built out another Buccaneer ship hmm. uh, at, in like the end zone, which yeah. is where they're going to come out of. Hmm. Interesting. So they're not going to. So it looks like they're not going to use quote unquote use the regular ship, but they may use it. So like no, they definitely they, they they definitely are. But yeah, so it's so they made another one with the flags like in the, on the ship. It's the WrestleMania logo. Yeah. I didn't really get to see the the ring itself, but yeah. So the stage it doesn't look like it's a big ramp. So I'm intrigued to see if they're got a, what the plan is. Yeah. It, also, you got to realize like tonight SmackDown we're recording Friday night, right? Tonight SmackDown was recorded the other night because they got out of there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, before they announced the cage match for Strowman and Shane, I could have swore I was like, oh, Shane's gonna jump off the ship. He's gonna do, <laughs> right. He's gonna he's gonna do and some like, crazy dive you know, off the ship. To, at least that would be different, and we would want to see it. Yeah, and there and there's definitely gonna be pyro coming out of the ship because the, they notoriously do it for every big play and touchdowns. And yeah, draw points. And also on top of that, remember last year Kevin Owens literally said, "I will jump off the the ship in that building if I have to." <laughs> right. So do they incorporate that this year? Because yeah. remember they changed it to the the sign last year. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he'll do it. I mean, when he had that match at the Rumble with Reigns, he, he took the forklift all the way up to the top and dove off of that. <laughs> yo, he almost won that match because they screwed up. <laughs> yo, yo, they botched it hard because he couldn't get out of the handcuffs. I was like, yo, right. they're going to count to they 10. They handcuffed <laughs> him wrong. They handcuffed him too low, so Heyman couldn't get his fat hands in there to uncuff him. <laughs> and he had to knock the ref out into a lift. That poor ref <laughs> not expecting to get knocked out cold. <laughs> yo, I was like, how are they going to get out of this? So I was like, he's going to count to 10, and he's still going to be handcuffed. I was like, well, they're going to have Yo, can you imagine? Yo, yo they should have let it go. Referees like, have been fired been like, before because there have been times. I remember one time in particular, Kane, I think, wrestled. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was like uh, Shane Helms or or he was the Hurricane at the time or somebody else. I forget what the th- what the deal was, but they went for a pin and Homeboy didn't kick out in time and the ref had to count three. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock didn't he face? The, wasn't it against the Rock? I I, I forget, but. But, Wasn't uh, it the Rock versus the Hurricane? The Hurricane beat the Rock. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely got a win on him. But I don't know if that was the occasion. But uh, I remember that particular referee, and he was new. That was a new referee, and he ended up getting fired over it. I was like, but, I mean, come on, man. How do you, What do you expect the ref to do? So, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's not the ref's fault. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, yo, if, if, if I'm sitting there counting one, two, and I'm coming down, 
and homeboy ain't kicking out. It's your job to get up. Yeah. What, what do you expect him to do? I would have counted the three, two. Come on, man. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I don't know. WWE is weird with their rules. Like, you know, things you can't say, things you can't do, whatever. Um, yeah, but even even they said, like, at, like, the next day, like, they said, like, it was online that Roman Reigns had to improvise and throw that ref and trip the trip the ref yeah. into the light, light post. Just so to it look believable. Out so yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> oh man, it, that is crazy. So, hopefully, no botches at WrestleMania, or <laughs> hopefully, not a lot of them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the WrestleMania predictions. Um, unless you guys got anything else, I, I think we're we're good here. I would um, give. A, I want to give a shout out. What's that girl referee's name? Becky it's gonna be her first time in front of a crowd too. Was it Becky on Phillips the, on the main event? I want to say Becky Phillips. I think that's her name. I'm not 100. percent Jess? Huh? Is it Jess? Jess. Yeah. There's a couple of them. They have a couple of them. They had one that was on NXT. Um. Now they got a a. a Lady ref Jess. There Jessica you go. Carr. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one that's on the main roster. Okay. Yeah. I think this is the first event she's gonna get with. With the fans in the crowd, nice, nice. So that's like that the the female ref that did the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, that was cool too. So, and I think the Buccaneers got a couple of female officials on their on their training on their staff. Um, but yeah, that is cool. First female ref to do a, a WrestleMania in front of a crowd. Yeah, that's sweet. That's a sweet gig. Definitely a sweet gig. So uh, I could be wrong, but if I'm not, congratulations. <laughs> so uh, what do you guys got coming up on the S&D podcast side of the of the house? That time of the year, man. We're, we're sure. just kinda, we got NFL draft stuff coming up. You know, we got a lot planned for that week. Uh, we're going to raise some money during that, of course. Uh, probably do some IG live for it as well. Uh, other than that, just a lot of baseball and hockey and, and hockey right now. They're actually back and then your nets are actually looking good. So yeah. Yeah. God forbid the big three all play on one night, you know, during the yeah. season. <laughs> they're saving that for the playoffs. <laughs> it's going to be amazing how they're all magically healed come game one of the playoffs. Yeah. Right. That, honestly, that's what I think they're doing. I mean, uh, now that KD is, is, is rested, let him play a little bit. Uh, James take, take 10 days off. <laughs> they, they did say that, like, I think it was Evan and Robert, uh, Evan and, uh, and Carden that were saying that like, Durant gets the excuse because at least he's coming off a leg in, uh ACL tear. Yeah. What's the other guy's excuses? Yeah, well, Kyrie has family problems. Uh, Kyrie likes to go party, so he gets COVID <laughs> and then has to miss two weeks because he gets COVID and then <laughs> Yeah. And then Blake Griffin all of a sudden is dunking on everybody now. It's like, okay. You who, who would have thought Blake Griffin or Lamarcus Aldridge would randomly learn how to play basketball again <laughs> when they become the <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of like when Vince Carter wanted out of Toronto and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I don't want to dunk no more. I don't want to do this no more. All of a sudden he gets traded to Jersey at the time. And the first thing he does is yam it on Alonzo. So, uh, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I was like, well, it looks like he's dunking again. <laughs> I mean, look at Randy Moss. He was with Oakland. He didn't want to do nothing. He didn't want to be there. 
he's he's a nice vacation to Oakland, okay? Yeah. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes to New England and scores like 32 touchdowns in one season. It was like, yeah, you know, when, when guys don't want to be places, they're not going to produce for you. Like, you know what I mean? If they feel, you know, they don't just, they don't want to be there. So they go somewhere where they want to be. All of a sudden they're putting an effort. So, I mean, what's the probability of the Nets and the Lakers not making the finals? <laughs> Who's betting money on that? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. LeBron's too busy worrying about Space Jam being good. Not for nothing. The trailer looked pretty good. I ain't even gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> it looked all right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna have King we're gonna have King Kong in two movies back to back. So uh, it's kind of interesting <laughs> that he wanted like the. Iron- I, I'm just happy that's coming out on HBO Max, so I can shut it off as quickly as I need to. <laughs> yeah, that that's probably no seeing that is just that gonna movie. make me want to see the original one and call it a day. Um, <laughs> I almost watched that the other night. It was on HBO Max. I was like, oh, maybe I should watch it. I was like, I don't feel like watching bad graphics right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to see the Monstars? Listen, all I know is MJ won with Bill Murray. So there's yeah. no way LeBron's going to be able to beat that. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Bill Murray. If, if, if we're going to call anybody a goat, that, right, that alone <laughs> makes Mike MJ better than LeBron. And listen, he beat the, the monsters with Bill Murray and uh, and Newman. Oh, what was his name from from Seinfeld was was on the roster also. <laughs> the equipment manager. Yeah, him yep. and the old and the grandma and the old lady. Yeah. Oh, she's getting more playing time in this one <laughs> from what I saw on the trailer. <laughs> oh, God. And it's like a weird like. I don't know. I, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. It's got a weird story to it. Yeah. Like the way he get, the way they show LeBron getting in there is kind of like, all right. <laughs> it's not like I mean they updated it to the technology. Yeah. You know? When the first one, the Warner Brothers like portal was like under the golf course or something like that in the first one. <laughs> I mean I mean, I'm still a big fan of the first one. But yeah, 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 of course. I guess we'll podcast when that comes out again. I mean, Larry Bird was in that movie. They had a bunch of big time, you know, they took over from Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson. And <laughs> and, all, and also the 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 team he's got to beat in this one, LeBron, is like Damian Lillard, uh, Anthony Davis, a couple WNBA players, another NBA player, like legit players. Yeah. Not their souls. Not yeah. their basketball talents. Like, it's dumb. <laughs> well, he's going to have help from the Iron Giant and King Kong and other random. Superman. Superman was the first <laughs> and time. And Superman was on there, too. So maybe, uh, what's the dude's name that plays him? Uh, Henry. Harry, he- Henry. Maybe he'll make an appearance <laughs> in the he black suit. just resigned to do more Superman movies. There we go. I mean, he's good. <laughs> I, like, I like that guy, Superman. He does a good job. How'd you feel about the Justice League four-hour extravaganza? Uh, I, I liked it. I did definitely enjoy it. Yeah. It, it took me, I, I it took me two it days. And, and but it's I, crazy because you don't realize it's four hours. Yeah, it, it, it does. It does go pretty smooth. It, you don't feel it. Uh, I didn't feel it. <laughs> didn't I go. remember I was watching it and then I was just like, wait a minute. 
not only am I watching it, I haven't stopped watching it. Yeah. I haven't hit the pause button here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I think HBO Max, in terms of the content they're putting out there, they're doing a pretty good job. <clears throat> yeah, so, I've definitely been enjoying HBO Max. Yeah. And they got Mortal Kombat I do feel coming bad out in two weeks. I know a guy who owns a movie theater. So I do kind of feel bad. Huh. Yeah, because all, all those movies was well, they're they're still going to be in theaters though, right? Even though, so they're on HBO Max for thirty days, and then they go into only theaters for like three months. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, because Wonder Woman, one, that Wonder, Wonder Woman Black is Widow not available no more, huh? I'll go see like Black Widow over at his movie theater and things like that. Yeah, yeah. When when is that coming out? July, I think they said. Mm. Yeah, I gotta catch up on that Winter Soldier and Falcon. It's pretty good. Up. I gotta I gotta watch the latest episode. I, just, I finished the latest. Yeah, I think I'm on like Black. episode three. Not, they're up to like five That's episodes. Eh? Sound like that? I think four. Oh, is it? Four? Yeah, tonight episode four. Oh shit! All right, so I think Black I'm on... Widow is July 9th. July 9th. Is that, I'm assuming that's going to be on Disney Plus also for $30, right? I, I ain't going to do that. Right. That's why I told him I'd rather go spend 10 <laughs> in his movies if he's going to watch it. Exactly. Exactly. That's so weird. HBO doesn't charge people for the for the new movies. But. Well, that's why they do it only for 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. At Disney, least, you can, Disney leaves it on until it leaves a the theater. Then they drop the price off of it. Mm. I see. I see. So, yeah. I mean... uh. Besides that, it's looking like we're done, fellas. Um, I guess you already plugged what you're what you guys are gonna do coming up. So, as usual, catch all of our shows in the S and D family. You catch it on the S and D blog dot com S and D channel podcast channel. You can catch it. Catch my shows on my website johnnypodcaster.com. dot com. Um, want to thank the boys for coming out. Thank you for thank you for joining having me on this WrestleMania preview show, big show. So I gotta have the guys on, show some love. Um, yeah. So hope everybody enjoys this rest of the WrestleMania week, pretty much, because after WrestleMania, we start all over again. Monday Night Raw, NXT is on Tuesday nights now, starting next week. Then you have AEW on Wednesdays. Then I think we take a break from wrestling on Thursday and then back to SmackDown on Friday. So hope everybody enjoys the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode, which will be uh, my next horror show, which technically will not be. I mean, like I said before, science fiction and horror kind of go hand in hand. So we're kind of going to be doing that. I'm going to be talking about Kong versus Godzilla with my pops. That'll be when I return from Tampa, probably Monday or Tuesday. So we'll see about that. Um, with that being said, thanks for listening. Catch y'all next time. Uh. Sub.